What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of DeFi Discussions. We have a good one for you tonight. We have a uh, inside look at projects with this uh, with this guy we have on the night called Lemon. Um, we have a bunch of really good stuff tonight. Uh, appreciate everyone watching. Smash the like button for us, and that'll be great. Let's get into our show. What's up, fellas? Good, a- hey. good afternoon. Good night. Um, Cheesy. Yeah. Get- <laughs> good evening. Good day. Good day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. How was your guys' week? Who wants to go first? Uh, the week was pretty good. You know, uh, uh, towards the end of the week, I was getting a little burnt out with work, though. I don't know if it was because my mind was just on crypto the whole time because of the charts, you know, and and everything. It was. I have I have naturally have ADHD, and I, I feel like everybody says that, but I do. I was, I've been diagnosed with it, so like whenever I'm thinking about something, man, it's hard for me to not not go to that. Right, so I had to be a little bit disciplined with myself with work this week totally yeah I, I i i mean i don't know how you guys missed this but um um it's it's stress time of the year right it's tax time so um for, forget about how much money you might or might not owe just like combing through like the past year of, Oh, I'll get to that later. And Oh, I'll get to that later. And later mm-hmm. shows up like this, this week is later. So, um, you know, I'm looking through all these things like, what did I mean there? What did I, what is, where did this come? Like just <laughs> mysteries upon mysteries that I've got to figure out, what am I going to do with this? How do I, how do I qualify this anyway? Um, yeah, tax time. Cause I'm, I'm super, I'm, I'm super disorganized. And so, um, I really do leave a lot of stuff, um, hanging for next year. Um, yeah. sort out and it's all coming it's all, all comes every april it's the same it's it's like when you drink too much and like you wake up with a hangover and the next morning you're like oh i'll never do this again i'll never do that <laughs> yeah. next time i do it anyway so yeah stressful week just doing accounting and and taxes and i just come really not good at that sort of thing but it has to get done yeah i i, I did mine on uh on monday and i basically had the same thing I, I used a um a tool called crypto tax calculator and uh it's actually a really good tool you basically just put all your wallet addresses and everything in, in, in it and it just basically breaks it down for you but it had like it didn't have prices of some of some degen shit that i was in yeah. so it was it was saying i made a whole bunch of money and uh, i really didn't and i was like i had to went through and then after i exited out like a lot of stuff that it, it, it didn't have right some of them was just like rap phantom into phantom and it was like a bunch of money. I was like, I didn't make that. Like, because Rap <laughs> Phantom is zero. Did you double check? Who knows? Maybe, maybe you got a computer <laughs> somewhere that's got seven hundred dollars on it or something. Well, that, that that's for next year. I'll pay that next year. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that that was very stressful for me. Um, I spent all day Monday and a little bit of Tuesday uh, messing with that all, all day. So that, that wasn't fun. But that was uh, I um, yeah. did a lot of tax loss harvesting. If if people don't know what that is, definitely look into it because um. I had some projects in like December where I was like, you know what? Taking the loss on this, taking the loss on that and really end up helping me. So when I make, I, you know, I already have some pretty good gains for this year. I'll be able to use some of that tax loss harvesting from last year for for this year. So that should be, should be nice. I'm really glad I did. I took advantage of that. No, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's fantastic. Especially if when there's a tool that that helps you do a lot of that work. Uh, For most of my stresses, um, Actually, has nothing to do with crypto at all. It's because I have a couple of corporations, and just doing gotcha. corporate tax is just oh my god. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and and it's all just about making sure like all the right numbers are in the right places. Like it's it's not really hard work. It's just I'm really yeah, not yeah. Good at it. And so, um, you know, it's it's just uh, anyway anyway. So that's this week, and it'll be next week too. Yeah. Well, it was a shit week there, 
but yeah. in in uh and this guy over here it was a very very good week right so let's, let's talk about the green we don't get a chance to do that enough so let's yeah no yeah so i was i was you know smiling to myself the whole time i'm just like oh man shizzy and sean are gonna have a great conversation this week and the yeah. next day i'm like they're gonna have a great conversation oh this conversation is gonna get better and better and better because it's uh you know like like you you see the, the one yeah. chart we've got right where like like lower lows and higher highs and yeah. you know the argument can go easily either way right you know we could be on a just a higher high that was followed by a lower low or we could yeah. be on a trajectory that's going to sustain so a lot of unknowns but anyway yeah. i'm just looking forward to when you guys are going to get a chance to argue with each well, other for context sean is xbt in the uh in our in, in a telegram group that me and Nibbles, uh are in he's a he's a long-term bull he's been in crypto since um like 2011 2010 really early but oh, wow. he's a very short-term bear this guy's saying it's going to go back down to 6K and he's calling me crazy because <laughs> at 18K, he was saying 6K and I was saying, no, the, the the bottom is in, it's 15 and it's four year cycle. And he's like, he has all this, this data and stuff that yeah. absolutely means shit right now because yeah. we're, we're at $12,000 higher than, than where he was saying it's going to 6,000. So, yeah. Well, is he a big uh, macroeconomics guy? Yeah. Uh, is he? No, no, not at all. He's all data. He's all TA. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, man, is he is, is he eating he's long term bullish? Okay. Um, he's uh, I I like him too much to say anything, but it's one of those things where it's just like, all right, dude, like you would say in six cases, eighteen. Give us he's on that. He's, on, he's on that capo drink. He is. He's on he that is. capo drink. <laughs> I, what no. I said earlier, I said you can either die, um, you can either die a, a Bitcoin legend, or you can live long enough to see yourself turn into Peter Schiff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody wants that. Um, um, but but you know, I, I, if he's a TA guy, then I'm shocked because uh, you know we passed that point in the Gaussian channel to where you know it's it's a hundred percent to where it's going to break yeah. up, up, and so. Um, that's a little shocking, but you know, whenever someone has conviction that strong, it's it's yeah. it's hard for them to let go of it. So, well, I'll, I'll channel him just just for a moment. I'll play Sean for a moment. I won't put on the Irish accent because that'll just embarrass <laughs> all of us. Um, but you know, <laughs> just to focus on you know one particular metric that he's looking at that is pretty compelling is uh -huh. he's just looking at the amount of money that's leaving the space, and not okay. just the sheer amount of money, but the scale of the transactions you know this isn't like uh you know a dollar here a dollar there it's large amounts of money that are consistently moving out of the space and so he's looking at looking at that and saying look the I, what's behind the scenes is the only way for the price to sustain is with significant institutional participation and the scale of the money leaving is on that scale of institutional investment so he's like it's leaving the space and yeah. so, you know, so he's looking at that and just going, look, I, I know the I know the price is going up, but the amount of wealth that's leave consistently leaving the space isn't changing. And so he's looking at some of those numbers and just saying, look, this is what the what the numbers are saying. And it's it's hard to argue that. But on the other hand, it's also hard to argue with thirty one thousand. You know, it's hard to argue with, yeah. you know, a doubling of 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 price just in the yeah. past months. So. You know, that's what I think. Like. It's really hard because yeah. you've got really good arguments on, on, yeah. on both sides. I, I think that's really interesting. I saw uh, a, a metric today by the, the wolf of, uh, I think, 
what was his name? Wolf of Walt, uh, Crypto or something that's on Twitter. Yeah. I, yeah, I like I like him. He has good perspectives typically on both sides. But uh, his metric was that right now we have the highest holder count in Bitcoin. Bitcoin. So if you if you bring that metric kind of matched up to the institutional money leaving, what what that tells me is that you know. The, the regular people in society are holding Bitcoin more now or m maybe moving money into Bitcoin now as, as like general populations doing right. Probably in the United States because of their, the dollar and the bank system and stuff. But maybe that that uh, institutional money was taking it away a couple weeks, a month ago or whatever. And, and maybe that they might be coming back a little bit, too, because they see what's happening. We don't know. But like that was an interesting metric that I saw on Twitter today because it yeah I can see that pay picture kind of being painted out now people more individual people are probably holding on to their bitcoin and, and investors that that count as one wallet probably or whatever took a larger amount of money out before yeah I mean, that relates to a question that I, I was asking earlier this week which was you know as i'm watching the, the the price hold and climb steadily at the same time if institutional money is leaving the question that i was asking was well then regular people must be filling that gap. And so perhaps the price doesn't need institutional to sustain itself. And at some point when it sustains long enough, those institutional buyers are going to look around, look behind them and say, maybe we didn't need to leave. Maybe we yeah. need to get. And so in that case, if that's true, when that money does start to pile in, then it should spike pretty hard, pretty fast, because that's not going to be a trickle. That's going to be a lot of guys moving fast, seeing the numbers changing, and a bunch of other guys following suit. Like, so it, it just, it, it feels to me like if, if retail is able to sustain uh, not too far down the road, institutional has to feel like they're going to FOMO. And so maybe this is almost like a reverse, sort of like, you know, uh, Reddit, Wall Street bets and, and, and TradFi, where the retail investors are actually going to end up stealing the institutional investors' money. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that like, would be great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> About time. They come That's in, why we're here, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we, we wish them a thank you and a happy yeah. day. We take, their, we take our money and, and yeah. we run. So what, I don't know. What is, yeah. Wouldn't it be perfect timing, though, if the institutional money came in at the end of the year, beginning of next year to, for the happening? And it like just that's what spiked that that full on yeah. bull run. Yeah. That'd be you, cool. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you guys have to remember, like, like, so there's people been here for so long and they they made a lot of money last cycle and a lot of that money was sitting in stables. Right. So and they they've been here. This is they're going on their fourth cycle, some some three, some two. But they've been here for a while and they have a lot of stables. They have a lot of money sitting in stables. And now you can't really trust you can't really trust stables. You can't trust centralized exchanges. So I think their their thought process is I trust Bitcoin more than I trust anything else. So I think I think a lot of the stables and a lot of the things Sean is saying about the money leaving the system is I, I just see people like taking their stables out of the system because they don't trust it, and which is completely fine. But then they're buying Bitcoin on spot using from money from their bank accounts. And I don't think I don't think that Sean's actually looking at that. He's just seeing um, USDT probably going out instead of seeing, you know, buys on exchanges coming coming back in and I, I i could be wrong i could be messed up the way i'm saying that but like my, my overall thing is there's there's big whales in the space who believe in the four-year cycle who have done it so i mean history doesn't always repeat but it definitely rhymes and we will see another bull in 2024 at, at the end at the end of 2024 early 2025 and i think uh a crash and i think that's when the recession hits i think sean is right but i think 
that his problem is kind of like the the uh, the movie uh uh what's it short or something the big short the big short yeah where he was just super early and it just took so long and he looked so stupid for so long but then boom it had finally happened and I think I think Sean's just a little early and I think the big boom will be the next the next bear market the cause of the next bear market so that's yeah. just my my opinion yeah I mean so w- one of the things that, that you know that came up in our, our conversation yesterday was um this notion of of you know where macroeconomics does start to impinge on the on, on the web3 space and what, yeah. what i mean by that is the uh, as you're invested as you're leveraged and as you get margin called as the, the the broader economy has problems and collapses in certain areas and you start to experience your margin calls you start looking around for okay where am i going to cover where am i going to cover the call from and so if you're holding bags of of something as liquid as crypto and let's face it as recreational as crypto i mean like what's going the money that's going in there is is sort of you know that's not that's not that's not institutional investors core investment so what are you looking around to cover your margin calls well that's the first thing you're going to liquidate and so you know you think you know there, there could be a cascading a cascade of liquidations that eventually touch crypto simply because that's really easy to liquidate of course as they liquidate they're all going to want to do it at the same time which is going to create a yeah. price um because it's all happening at the same time but they got to cover the margin call so so there there is potential for and it's not even really a black swan like when you when you look at, at a lot of the a lot of things that are happening in money markets and elsewhere in in macro um it, it it doesn't seem unlikely that that day is coming um and so you know and i've seen and if you have been in the space for long enough you have seen it before where there have been price collapses um largely because of folks needing liquidity to cover margin calls and so yeah. that can happen too so but anyway like you know another thing too is you know all predictions are correct it's just a question of on what horizon right so you know you go up well is that up tomorrow is it up next week is it up next year you know we know it's going to go up in some time scale but what what time scale so and yeah. Yeah, that's that's really hard to, to figure well, out. one one thing that kind of worries me a little bit and and i think you guys said that your, your buddy sean mentioned this was um the printing of tether um just the excess printing of it um because it's not really being tracked right in terms of uh like a, a, a public ledger for us to to look and see how much is being printed if there is i don't know what it where what that site is but it could be out there but most people don't don't pay attention to that right and so one thing i have heard is that when tether does print a lot more it's typically to the the bitcoin will spike because of that right um so you know that is something to keep keep in mind i you know like also like with what we're doing right now i I, bitboy mentioned this which you know he he talked about like a rebalance right um right now because you have to remember in in 2021 we were we were kind of pushed into like that april natural bull run that got to 60 and then the summer came back down and then that that second bull run in november that was manipulation completely by ftx and and uh sbf right they they actually found the data behind that it was because you you normally do not have two bull runs like that in the same year 
That's just an anomaly. And so yeah. because that happened, it threw everything off, right? So we went into like the, the fall and winter with Bitcoin coming, coming down actually pretty quickly because we weren't supposed to go up to that 60,000 again in, in uh, November. And then it, it started to go down pretty sharply to like 45 and then it chilled for a couple months and then Luna happened. And then yeah. now, now it's almost kind of like a rebalancing up. This is where we should be hovering probably between like, 30 45,000 because if you remember before every time we came back after like a, a, a all-time high we would eventually kind of get in between that that previous all-time high and that one that we just hit right and we haven't we're just now getting to that right so so, yeah. so here, here's a question for you guys then so as, as you were talking that made me think of yeah that was definitely manipulation in, in November clearly um, and when you look at the total size of the space, I mean, what is it? We, we've just sort of peaked over one trillion dollars total recently. We're you know one 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 and a quarter, or sort of one and a third trillion now, which is a lot of money for us. But in the whole scheme of things, it's not an enormous amount of money. Which means a few, a small number of well-positioned players really can, really could manipulate the market. Mm -hmm. But when we look at how many of those players in that position are now you know wearing orange or about to wear orange. How many are left and is that manipulation possible? Are there enough players who are in the position to manipulate um, anymore? Or can we look forward to that happening again soon or, or, or not? Um, I think CZ is like one person that is in a position like that, but he's he's being very careful probably with everything yeah. because he's just being scrutinized so sure. much. And he's last um, standing. Yeah. Sort I mean, of. Brian Armstrong's not going to, he's like, yeah. you know, Coinbase is public and then like they're they're doing everything right and they're yeah. getting sued, right? <laughs> like that's the craziest thing. Um but yeah, yeah, so I don't I don't think so unless there's uh you know just whales like a, a, a another country's government could be considered a whale, right? That can try sure. to try to manipulate. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, other but like at that point it's it's not really uh, illegal, right? Because they're just selling and buying, trying to yeah. you know, sell if their position and buy. Yeah, I mean, if 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 crypto is is really considered a, a commodity instead of a security, there's no such thing as manipulation. Like the, the, yeah. nothing you do is really illegal in that space. Um, sure. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a there's a lot of um uh, like money on the sideline waiting for the XRP thing to clear it up. I I like I think once that gets cleared up, I think you're, you're gonna have a, a, a some new SBFs scumbags. We're gonna have new Mashenskis, but they're all kind of just waiting because mm -hmm. they're they're you know they, they want to play by the rules, but they're also you know, they also the, the don't want the get... Ken Griffins. They want to exactly. do it. They want to be exactly. in the. I mean, you know, that's what I envision happening with once the Ripple case is done, because um, the XRPL for me, like messing with that uh, blockchain is primed set up for corporate. That's like going to yeah. be very corporate style. Uh, they Ripple actually hands out or hands out awards for, for competitions for businesses that are trying to start protocols, um, like two hundred thousand dollar awards to get them seed money, right? So another company that's done that with their blockchain is Crypto.com does it with Kronos. So in Crypto.com, I can see being more of a corporate style. So the thing is, is, is that if once that is over, I can see like the the hedge funds getting into XRPL quickly and 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 solidifying their hedge fund on that chain, and it's gonna be the one that like is gonna be like in cahoots with the governments and stuff like that because it's gonna probably generate the most money, honestly, or like one of the top, yeah, because they have the money behind it, the the marketing and all that. I I think base eventually takes that though. 
I think base becomes the biggest chain. Uh, it's going to be on Ethereum, so it's going to be a, it's going to look like Ethereum. But I think base comes in and really um, basically just exactly what you said. But I think I think you're right. I think it is going to be the exchanges. I'm really onboarding people with. I think it's going to be base. It's going to be um, like Binance because of you know Binance is global and it's a lot of people. Someone's someone's everybody's fighting for that spot. Yeah, it's like whoever you know, like whenever the internet, everybody was fighting for like which you know uh i guess like network was the best and the u.s government won the dod that yeah. their their network ended up being like the internet and so i think that's what's going to happen with with crypto too so they'll they'll all fight over it so, so i don't know a whole lot about about ripple but i do recall and i'm going to put this out there for you to correct me because i'm probably wrong about this but my understanding of the, the 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 inception of ripple was it was really always meant to be sort of um, an interbank change, like like it was from it from its beginning, it was meant to be corporate. It was meant to be the glue or a glue that could connect banks um, with each other, which meant from its very beginning, you know, in its DNA, it's, yeah. it's not trying to take over. It's not trying to enter a space. It's trying to. It was meant to grow into make that space. Yeah, it was actually the very first Dex ever created in the space was on uh, XRPL. Yeah, yeah, it was on XRPL, but it was it was created as a like every other blockchain with like the decentralized principles. But what Ripple wanted to do was use that blockchain for their purpose, right? For their purpose. But anybody, it was it's open source like every other blockchain. Anybody can build on it, yeah. right? And I think that's what they're fighting in court still today. Is is that like, look, yes, we started XRPL. XRP was the coin for XRPL and we like our developers created it because we created the chain. And so we allocated, you know, to our to Ripple because that's our company that we started this chain. But the chain is open source. Anybody can buy the, the coin. And so like we don't have to only use XRP. In fact, there's been um, some of the XRP armies upset at Ripple right now because Ripple came out and said uh, uh, they listed their their tokens that th that they have for their liquidity on their RippleNet uh, ledger, right? Yep. And XRP is not on there. Oh, so they oh, have wow. Bitcoin, they have Ethereum, they have all the main ones, and XRP is not on there. And everybody's freaking out and saying, you know, Ripple, how could you? You guys stabbed stabbed us in the back. You know, we blah 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 blah. But you, they they're not think they're thinking with emotions and not like from the optics of what like the court would see. Um, right. ripple net yes. right like it's because what you don't want to do is use a token that you you're arguing against the sec with in court that is not a security being used because it's the it's you know being litigated right now yeah right like yeah, so yeah. so it thing is i think it's smart for them not to use it right now and then they came out yeah. with a statement saying once we get regulatory clarity on it we will you know add yeah. it but we're not doing it right now and that should have been obvious, right? Like, I mean, that's just the whole reason why it's not on Coinbase. It's just because, hey, you guys call it a security. We're going to wait for clarification, and then we'll add it. And that's basically the same thing that Ripple's doing. You can't be mad at them for that. I mean, they're in court, um, like, defending their, their you know, if, at one point it was a security. You know, like, like Polkadot came out this week and basically said the same thing. They said, in the beginning, yes, we made a mistake, and it was a security. But right now, it's software. And we we they've taken all the, the basically necessary precautions to say we are completely a software that runs by a DAO, and yeah. and that's the only argument I don't see XRP is XRP considered a DAO? No, but um, uh, so would you say that 
the that Ethereum's okay because of the Ethereum Foundation? Well, I think Ethereum's a DAO because the the staking you basically have say in in every. Operation. Well, you you, you Ethereum's a DAO. You you can stake, but you don't. You can't. You can't make you decisions on how. You can't make decisions on how uh, the chain what, what direction it goes. <clears throat> For example, like for me, I, I hold Ethereum, but. I can't vote my Ethereum into like what next the next update or the next fork, right? I think and, if you, if you're a miner, you can't. I mean, if you're a miner, I think you have the 32 ETH. I think you 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 participate in voting. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm okay. wrong on that. But I don't see any uh, issue with um, the XRPL doing the same thing, right? Because it's the same way. Like I can use yeah. the X, I use XRP for gas on there, right? So if I'm an XRP holder, it, it's kind of it goes back to what Niblet said in terms of like Bitcoin being gold and Ethereum being oil. Well, every yeah. chain that has a, a gas token is considered that oil, right? It's just different levels, right? Ethereum is yeah. like the premium level <laughs> of oil, right? And so um, very but, expensive, <laughs> but, but that 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 yeah. actually takes the argument out of of um of it being a security okay because, because it's being used as a, as a utility right as a well, gas yes, right. yeah. and, and at the end of the day that's that's what and, and that's why they're not arguing anymore that like xrp currently today is a security or not it's more about like okay was it a security and all this stuff and they might be trying to get it towards the security they're not going to win that i don't think but we'll see what happens all right yeah. I, I got a quick question for you guys yeah, before, yeah. before we move on re related to this so as you were talking, it made me wonder, um, as we get regulatory clarity around XRP, does that then, do we get a moment in Ripple that's sort of like, like the Arbitrum airdrop where now there's this resolution and now there's a huge rush to use it because now there's clarity. And is this something that folks should get, <laughs> not financial advice, but is this something worth considering? getting into now prior to clarity while the price is low and in post clarity you know ride the wave up uh, as, as post clarity drives um the institutional the banks uh the people who really need the utility drives them because they don't really care if you know the price is up or down by a few pennies here or there um so yeah so this is a really long question it, could this could this be something like uh like like arbitrum's um airdrop shizzy you want to yeah, so <clears throat> so basically what's going to happen is if, if you're buying XRP right now you're gambling because if Judge Torres comes out and says yes it's security this thing's going this thing's going to zero. Yeah. But if it goes the other way then it's going to go it's going it, to it could potentially 10 to 15x. Like it yeah. it could go to $3, $7, it could go anywhere there. But to me I think a better hold would be other crypto coins because they're going to get the big pop without the gamble. Of potentially going to zero so holding things like ethereum or holdings like polka dot or or nothing i think you have a better shot i mean it, 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 obviously too they're all going to drop they comes out and says she comes out and says boom it's it's it is a security the whole market's going to get smacked in the face yeah. but i think xrp is going to get hit the hardest and mm -hmm. xrp is going to bounce the hardest if it's if it's not considered a security so it's really like a highly leveraged leveraged crypto play mm -hmm. in that's in in that scenario if that answers your question no, it does. It does. And I don't think going to zero is, is is terribly frightening for a lot of people in this space. Right. I mean, we live in a world yeah. where, you know, there's rug pulls around every corner. Yeah. So, you know, going to zero is just part of the part yeah. of the game. Yep. Look, let me add a little bit on that just a little bit. So I don't think it goes to zero because, you know, there's so many different countries that are on yeah. board with it. But I think that's overblown because 
uh, Ripple obviously wants the United States or they wouldn't even be like messing around with all this, yeah. right? Because it's such a big market. But the, the I do agree with Shizzy in terms of like it is a gambling a gamble play, but I don't see it that much of a, a risk. So the risk would be, yes, if they came out and said that they were a security, um, they would get slapped. I think Ripple would take a hit, but not. It would, I don't think it would be substantial. Here's the thing if they win, though. If they win, Ripple will be the only crypto project that has ever been through the court system mm -hmm. one and has had 100 percent clarity that it is xrp is not a security even uh you know ethereum right now like uh the sec is kind of going back and forth with it which they can't really backtrack that right like it's too far but I, uh gary gensler is kind of saying that because he like the arguments coming out about ethereum in the case right so yeah. but i think that that upside is is like so strong and it will help the the crypto space so much because of that like there will be so many because when you come down to it like ethereum all these blockchain tokens they're like uh, xrp to where they're they're the gas utility but then it's pretty simple in my eyes okay like if you if your tokens being used as a gas you're you're secure you're not a security but then you have the projects inside right that their tokens are just their tokens. Those are securities, right? Like those tokens don't yeah. do anything, right? Like they're just literally their tokens. It's almost, it's like buying stock. If my business or project or idea does well, then then my token value will go up. But everything else that has, even like the Arbitrum one, at least it has a governance and they can say, okay, well, we can use this for governance, yeah. right? So that's all I wanted to say on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, I really didn't think about that. Um, I didn't think about it being the only one, and you're 100% right. It'll be the only one with clarity. It'll be only it'd be the safest token besides Bitcoin for these big guys. So yeah, yep. you're 100% right about that. All right. So um, this is actually one of your to topics, uh, Jacoby. Uh, SEC's recent letter to Judge Torres regarding Ripple. I didn't really look into this. I was hoping you could kind of jump into this for me. Yeah, so the SEC used a um, a case that ended, I guess not long ago i think it was april 6th uh another crypto case that was trying to use the fair notice defense and um the judge fair uh favored in the sec side or yeah the sec side in that case and they were trying to say well you know this is this is what this judge district judge in massachusetts said about this you know and and this weekend's ripples uh stand defense on that right because that's what they're kind of saying is that hey look you know, we literally had um, so many partnerships and everything like we even sent over a partnership uh, or like agreement to mo with MoneyGram. And they they let you know directly, the SEC know that, hey, we're using XRP as a part of our cross border payments. And there was nothing that you, you no warning or anything that you gave MoneyGram or Ripple. And and so, um, you know, like Ripple's uh defense attorneys are, are very sharp obviously you know they pay a lot of money for them they they responded within i think a, a day or two max with a really quick uh response to judge torres that that just pretty much shut that down you know giving those examples about money gram and stuff like that but it's just to me it's just it's it, i feel like it's it's like this last kind of reach for the sec to to prolong it you yeah. know that they, they know what they're doing they're they're just trying to you know just haymakers at this point. That's my opinion on it. Yeah, I think they just got they guys got beat up so bad. SEC's get they're losing and they're just trying to throw everything at the kitchen table before it's over. Because uh, Gary knows what's going to happen, but when this is over, 
you know, he's 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 only doing this because you know Goldman Gary. He's it's he's so afraid of Ethereum and like everything that that's on those chains that he he does not want XRP to succeed at all. And he I think he when when they it wasn't Gary Gensler, but it was Brian Brooks. I think when they when they sued um uh XRP, library. they thought oh. it was the well XRP, yeah, they and library. They thought they were the easiest ones to kind of like put a stamp on it and saying these are securities, which would eventually be a domino effect into everything else. But I think they mess with a very, very, very smart and and uh, well, well paid lawyers. But I think XRP was kind of they, they, they kind of jumped in like fist flying. And I'm very yeah, I, I hated XRP going into it. Like I still don't like it because it's so centralized. But at the same time, if they win, uh, we win. So, yeah, I agree. Um. One thing I'll say real quick, and then I'd, I'd like to hear Niblet's uh, thoughts on it, is um, whenever um, Gary Gensler, uh, whenever they, they went after uh, XRP, um, there's a lot of, you know, twi crypto Twitter is full of conspiracy, right? It's like mm -hmm. just this and that and this and that. But um, like you, you called him Goldman Gary, right? Um, a lot of people, you, you know, who's like one of the biggest investors in Ethereum? is, yeah. is uh, JP Morgan. They're sure. one of the biggest investors in Ethereum. So Jamie Dimon is the CEO, right? Um, what I think, you know, obviously this, this is, I don't have like, a, a, you know, any type of evidence like in front of my face right yeah. now, but what, what a lot of people think and, and stuff is that like, he was trying to get Ethereum to, to corner the blockchain market and, and monopolize and just be like the biggest and baddest, which that worked if that was his goal. Right. Because they are the biggest and baddest of, of right now. Um, but, you know, there was many things that were going against it. Right. Like Swift was a huge thing. Right. Because then like if 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 Ripple took off right from the jump, then you're talking about disabling, dismantling Swift or or like hurting Swift pretty bad yeah. in terms of, you know, how much money they make. And then um, the whole, you know, Ethereum being king. But um, I don't know you know we'll see what happens i feel like there's gonna be some truths that come out later after the case is all done and all that stuff yeah i agree but um oh geez i don't know i i i don't know what to add to that i mean <laughs> uh i as as you were you're talking about it i was i was trying to think you know what what does this mean for things like swift yeah. I, and when i when i say this i mean like you know well not just not just ripple not just xrp not you know, the whole space. And, you know, I'm just quickly running through some numbers in my head. And again, the, the space is like when you're talking about something like Swift, the entire crypto space is is so small that I can't imagine that it's even remotely a, a, a threat to them. And then when you consider of that entire space, how much does Ripple control? You know, how, how, you know, so again, you know, we're talking about, you know, a small piece of a small piece of a small yeah. piece uh, compared to the epic size of of swift i mean swift yeah. that when you want to move hundreds of millions of dollars which surprisingly does happen a lot um you're not going to put that on a blockchain you, you, that's just not going to go into web3 yeah um, and so you know swift has got literally decades of of uh of depth in doing exactly that kind of thing and yeah you know there's been some you know, a little bit of weaponization of, of Swift. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that too deeply, but, yeah. but fair enough, nothing is, nothing is really perfect, but 
if you if you're trying to move hundreds of millions of dollars for a transaction um it's, but the, the, let me ask you one question because you have a great point with that but who has the leverage when it comes to swift and the services they provide between swift and the countries that they service the united states right US? well i mean well, uh, uh, swift in general right so it'd yeah. be the united states and the eu whoever you know those are the main partners right yeah but like my i guess my point is has there ever been a threat to swift before well okay so so think about it this way so to I'll describe a little bit, just in case, you know, there's maybe some listeners who just hear of Swift, but don't know how it works. Let's describe a little bit about how it works. And it's very similar to what companies like TransferWise, now Wise, that's just like a private, smaller version. Basically with Swift, so, um, so anytime you're doing a trade, you're trading between thing A and thing B, and you need to understand how much thing, how much of thing A is worth of thing B and how much of thing B is worth, worth of thing A. And the problem with international trade is you don't just have A and B, you've got A through Z. Like you've got all these different currencies and now how do you figure out, and then when you exchange between them to buy things, to buy oil, to buy wheat, to sell your rice, whatever, how do you manage, like, are you, are you sending guys with like cases of currency? No, that's nonsense. You're not doing that. So what Swift does is Swift has giant piles of the currency of the cash, some of which are USDs, some of which are Euro dollars. You're keep in mind the Euro dollar market is probably, we say probably because we don't even know how big it is, is almost certainly bigger. There's more Euro dollars than there are dollars. And so, but they're, 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 they're pegged in a way to use our terminology. Um, so you've got these, so you have, so Swift maintains these piles of basically pairs all over the world. And so if you're want, if you've got some, if you're trying to sell your rice in Thai bot and I've got some pasta in, in euros from Italy and we, and I, we want to do some kind of exchange, but you know, there's, there's intermediaries and stuff. We can do it because Swift has a pile of cash that contains some bot and contains some euros and yeah. we can transact right away. And mm -hmm. so the, the, the sort of the weaponization, the control and the manipulation of mm -hmm. those piles is that's not a trivial thing. Biden doesn't pick up a phone and say, you know, cut off X like it's it, the machinery is too big. There's too much happening. And there's too much happening. It's uninvolved in whatever dispute you're trying to use your your weaponized Swift involvement. Yeah. Like a long time ago, there was this there was this whole idea of you know cats cats on the internet protected democracy. And how's that? Well, because if you're an autocrat and you shut down your internet, you're shutting it down for all the hundreds of millions of cat lovers in your in your country. And now <laughs> you haven't just angered you know the protesters; you've angered everybody because you shut down their cats. So you don't shut down the internet because if you do, those cat people will come for you with pitchforks. Oh, they will too. <laughs> So it's in, in, in a similar, there's a similar dynamic in things like Swift. Like you may want to really stick it to somebody. Yeah. But by doing that, you then cause these ripples that come back to you from everybody who's un, who's touched by, but not interested in your particular. Yeah. Story. So I 100% agree with you on that. So I'm, I'm skeptical about how much, you know, it gets. Well, Swift is awfully, is awfully strong. I, I, I agree with everything you said right there. One thing I will say though is, using xrp as that that uh, that transfer of value wouldn't that help the like eliminate moving the piles of cash well, yeah, so that's the thing right so the one of the 
logistical problems is the piles of cash are literally so big that you don't have to really move between it. And then, and there are now electronic, um, it's not really blockchain based, but there are electronic, you know, ledger transactions that sort of, it, it's been abstracted and abstracted and abstracted away. It's still not to the point of blockchain and blockchain can, can certainly play a role, but it's not like Swift is going to suddenly become defunct because there's yeah. no ruling on yep on XRP. And yeah. in fact, what is probably more likely is they're developing is, their own version. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. But, but could that not be a strategy? I'm just saying, could that not have been a strategy that the SEC went after them while yeah. Swift is building up their software and, and yeah. blockchain uh, yeah, technology? Sure. Same reason why the, why the PRC would shut down miners of, of Bitcoin in China. Meanwhile, they're making their own CV, CDBC. Yeah. I mean, using using regulatory thugs to shut down the competition. I mean, that's what gangs do, right? You know, you call the yeah. police and send not because you love the police, but you know, you you squeal on your competition for the corner. They're in jail. You take over the corner. I mean, <laughs> that's true. You know. <clears throat> So you know, it's just how it's just how these games work. So anyway, I'm not I'm not really that concerned concerned with Swift. They're pro. It's it's going to yeah. be safe. It's going to be stable. It's going to do its job, and it's probably just going to adopt blockchain technology to just do its job better. Um, yeah. And of course, the ruling helps, right? That opens the gate for them to do that because and everything if, else, yeah, yeah. Because if the ruling goes the wrong way, then they're kind of like, well, you know, we're big, we can do what we want, but gosh, that certainly makes conversations with, uh, you know. Uh, the Fed, the SEC, and the United States government more, a little bit, little bit more difficult for us. So, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with all this. It's just, not, <laughs> just not sounds good. So let's yeah. uh, let's jump into our our, our next uh, topic here. Uh, so we we do a um a, a running thing on a show called Shallow Left Hand, and I think there's only one coin that we can actually use this week for our for our Shallow Left Hand, and it is uh, Arbitrum, right? Because what is more shallow than yeah. Arb? Like, yeah, no doubt. So. And that kind of goes into our our other one as well, which is Ca uh, Camelot Grail and the Arbitrum ecosystem. This is one of your topics, Nimbus. You want to start this? Well, okay. So, all right. So, you know, let's let's segue this from what we were just talking about. You know, you, you mentioned Yakobi about the whole idea of having the the the, the gas token uh, as being because it's a gas token, it has some sort of protection. Um, Arbitrum, ARB doesn't have, ARB's not the gas token. And yeah. what I understand isn't intended to ever be the gas token. So what's the governance? It's the DAO. Yeah, it's, it's the governance. It's the DAO token. Yeah, that's, it's yeah. Not that, yeah. It's not that, like, exciting, though. It's like, yeah, exactly. like I, I have some Arbitrum, so I, I mean, it gives you power to, to, to vote, but really it doesn't. It doesn't really give like the individual person that no, much power. No, really because when you claim your ARB, the first thing it does is it asks you who you want to delegate to. And so at that moment, you're like, well, do I really want to keep it or is it just easier for me to just delegate to somebody now? Ah, screw it. I'll just delegate now, be done with it, collect my ARB, whatever, and then I'll just trade. Um, so even the, the governance is, eh, is it real? Anyway, it doesn't, it, it, it's. I can it, see that being a court case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, the argument, though, against that is kind of like it's all right. So we're a DAO, centralized autonomous organization. Yes, we're not right there yet. Kind of like the, the polka dot stance again, but we will be. And this is just the first step into into get, getting it going. So, I mean, if, if, if they can if they can, like, put some autonomy behind the decisions rather than them just going what they did a few weeks ago where they just gave themselves a billion dollars and said, oh, yeah, this was pre voted when mm -hmm. nobody had any tokens to vote anyway so yeah. at, which you can kind of see it in the chart it kind of yeah. it kind of dropped down to here a dollar 10 and that's uh yeah so 
it's it's one of those things where it it I can see it having value, but at the same time, I think you guys are right where it's just like it could definitely be an argument in court. Yeah, um, I think governments are scared of DAOs. Yeah, if, if you think about the 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 fundamental structures of, and we're not even seeing like the tip of what a DAO's gonna look like in like ten yeah. years. Like if if it is what they envision a DAO to be, it you know it's it's gonna ha- it's gonna be more like to where people can put up their money to to make moves basically to to, yeah. to guide and control kind of like how governments are now <laughs> but but uh more public uh access i guess yeah but well, for those who don't know a dao is a decentralized autonomous organization so. so if you think about you know a lot of things that have a good side often have a bad side and so can consider for a moment you know like I, I, I do, and I think you guys probably do also, love the notion of a DAO, of being able to decentralize responsibility and participation and open things up. Like it's sort of the the, 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 the pinnacle of, of an open organization that, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever color you are, whatever money you've got in your pocket, like you can participate uh, in, in the space. And that's, that's fantastic. Governance, yeah. But the flip side to it is, could somebody create a DAO that is focused on literally just doing evil yet the responsibility is so diffuse across the participants that no one can be pointed at to say you are responsible for this wrongdoing like you are responsible for this crime because you know did you ever see you know that agatha christie uh, murder on the or-, or on the orient express where i think i did was, see that yeah. uh, I, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil it because honestly it's yeah. like you know it's like a hundred year old story You've seen, so the 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 idea if you really don't want me to spoil it. Cover your ears, any listener. <laughs> just mom, if you haven't seen it, just cover your ears. So basically what it was is a guy was murdered and there were 12 suspects. And they all killed him. That's the so they all killed him in different and, and it's like you know, one of them shot him, one of them poisoned him, da 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 da. da. So you, you couldn't figure out which was the thing that actually caused the death. So who do you arrest? Yeah. So when you've diffused responsibility across a, a, gr- a collective of people, who do you hold responsibility for wrongdoing? And if you create a DAO to do good, you can create a DAO to do bad. Like you could, yeah, you right. could create DAOs that are now that diffuse. Per- Another way to think about it, ISIS, you know, sort of decentralized terrorist organizations, those diffuse responsibility to the point where, you know, unless you see the person blowing themselves up, who do you hold responsible? How do you find that individual? Because it's just been a whole bunch of little degree decisions made throughout the network. What node in the network do you arrest? So anyway, yeah. I just, I, 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 as much as the government's afraid of, of DAOs, I, I think everyone should be at least a little concerned because there is, po- there is potential for, for problems. I, didn't, I never thought of that. And I know, you have a great point because, you know, obviously we don't, we don't, we haven't heard of any, any negative ones because, they're just DAOs are just kind of starting and but i can i can see that like well there is one which is uh tornado cash oh yeah that's a DAO. yeah but it's it's DAO. but do you consider it a negative no but i can see it could be used in a negative way yeah yeah it could be used in a negative way but which I guess, like, oh, no DAO would be negative, but it could be used in a negative way. Well, no, way. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, like you could have 
maybe like crazy like racist DAOs or something like that that are mm-hmm. underground and private. I never thought of that, and I was like, like well, hold on, what would that what would that look like? I, I mean, like, that, what, would what look like, that would look like. I'm just saying, like you could like you know you could have it in any any race, like you know if someone yeah. was like a, a Black Panther DAO or a white supremacist DAO yeah, yeah. or a, you know only Asians DAO that well, are you know I'm I'm just saying like yeah. it no, could like that's obviously like you know horrible but but in it, it it would i don't think it would ever be out there in the public it would probably be like that like the almost like the dark net type of what? part I, of decentralization no, right? to make it concrete like we it, it could be made very concrete let's just take isis for example oh i'm afraid of putting these ideas out there but um, <laughs> no, like maybe we should just stop talking about this <laughs> yeah, we should just, um but very generally generally speaking you could create a dao that could fund socially corrosive activities and so let's not even go to the ISIS limit. Yeah. Let's just say things like, um, you know, creating disruptive protests um, because you don't like, a, you know, something. Yeah. You know, so there, so you so a DAO could be created in order to provide the funding or support or facilitation of sort of socially corrosive behaviors that without the funding simply couldn't be sustained. Um, and so we, we may argue on what exactly is socially corrosive or good and bad, and that that's a fair argument to have. But the point is that a DAO could be used to do something like that um, as a flip side to the, the the good stuff that we see, you know, inclusion and and you know decentralization yeah. and you know participation and uh, you know bringing people in together. So I'm just saying that that there's there there's there could be a dark side, and they're so new that maybe no one has tried yet. And gosh, I hope no one's listen to this i feel like anonymous that. anonymous yeah. would uh sniff them all out well yeah. or anonymous could you know put bounties on stuff uh <laughs> bounties and that yeah yeah that's just I, that's just a world that i haven't really uh thought, even thought about that's scary i'm about to sell yeah. everything right now we're back <laughs> <laughs> but um so we're, we're, <laughs> we're gonna cut this one a little short because we do have a, our special guest has arrived what's up lemon how you doing buddy <laughs> What's going on? Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can hear me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was having you, like a ridiculous amount of issues with the like the camera. I have a th- I, have, I have two different mics, so there's like one that I was like trying to plug into the port. I'm recognizing it. I had to, like go inside, pull all my like stuff on my desktop like apart, and like we made it though. Like I joke, late, but like I joke about this all the time with my clients. Like we've we've been doing web conferencing literally for 25 years. And we're still having the same problems we had 25 years ago. Yeah. Is this thing on? Is my headphones on? Is the Bluetooth? It's, yeah, it's 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 one of those things because like at this point I, I should be good at it because like I do everything like this. Um, you know, I, I've actually found that I've been I've been working from my phone for a significant amount of time at this point. Like I, I like to just kind of like be out. I don't always like to be like at the at like the computer itself. But like, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'll get a smaller microphone that I can just kind of like plug in, be real easy. It never works like that. So yeah. it works the other day, didn't work now, but you know what? Better late than never, I guess. So going on? What's going on, Lemon? What's going on? What's going not on? Much. So I don't actually, you know, besides the Agabai, like I'm not sure sort of like who's on, you know, what you, what y'all are, you know, what y'all are up to. Like, well, so know, let's just jump into your story. Um, so sure. Yeah. So when, uh, let's just jump from the very beginning. Like when, when did you first hear about, um, Bitcoin or crypto? Like how'd you, how'd you, what's your, your day one crypto story? 
Okay, so day one crypto story is probably seeing like, and this isn't, I didn't own it at the time. This is probably like 2018, 2017. Like I remember when Ethereum first passed $100. I think that that's probably about the time range. And um, the, 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 the conversation around it to me, like didn't make a ton of sense because I was like, I don't really understand. Is this supposed to be something like, like Ethereum when people are talking about gas fees and whatever? I'm like, is this like some sort of like tied to commodity? Not too like, not too like, you know, in tune with it. Um, you know, I was familiar with Bitcoin just from like, you know, the discussions on like, oh, like this is how you transact, like on the dark net, Silk Road, that kind of type of deal. Um, but it wasn't until uh, uh, probably 2019, 2020, maybe 2021 that I made my first like actual buy in it. Um, you know, the, the the part that I really dove deep in is I kind of I kind of say like I may have like looked at it before, but like, uh, you know, it for me, it all ties back to GameStop, like. GameStop for me was okay. the the thing that it sparked a lot of this. I think is actually like a result of like an influx of money into people that are just like let's let's do something like you know ridiculous. Let's rally around something, and then they had a ton of capital that like was free, and they're like, well, I guess I'll go gamble it in this or that or whatever. Um, you know, I I had said it for a while that like GameStop ruined the concept of money to me almost. Um, like it was something I think that I was, I, and I didn't buy in as, as, as early as some people, like I was in at like $40 or something like that. Um, so but I remember sitting there and I was like, yeah. And like, I, I remember I, I the, the way that it actually went is I, I, I hit up like my fantasy football group chat and I was like, yo, I don't ever say anything about any of this stuff. Like, I think that there's something here I'm going to buy in just getting everybody like a, a heads up. And I know that like a lot of those guys are a lot more like the gambling type. So none of them followed me. They were like, all right, whatever. And then like that week kind of goes on and they're like, all right, like, good job, dude. Like you should probably sell now. And I'm like, no, like, that's not, that's not it. Like we're still, <laughs> still moving. And like, you know, we pass 150 and everybody's like, all right, like you should, you should really sell. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Like keep going. Like well, now we're starting to hit into spots where like, I'm saying like, yo, like this is still got legs consider like taking a look and then it gets to you know like the 200 mark and now people are like what's next like i'm buying an amc i'm buying into nokia i'm buying into whatever like other nonsense is also being punched pumped Bad with, like, the meme stocks. and i'm like the same thing that i've been telling you to buy for the last three days is i've been telling you to buy gamestop i don't know what the rest of them are gonna do they're all like secondary movers and yagabai like you know, knows a lot of like my like kind of like kind of theory on like you got primary movers secondary movers tertiary movers and then like nonsense movers like at the bottom that like are like just sort of like chasing a high and uh you know it gets to the point where you're like all right like you know i, I think i'm gonna buy amc because you know GameStop's too high i'm like no nah, like that's that's not what i'm doing but like you know whatever good luck this is the only one that i'm like confident in and um i think it was my first like rodeo of like the big boys always win doesn't matter what you're doing big boys always win if there's too much skin in the game like i always like to say like Big money loves a lot of things, but big money does never want to lose. Doesn't ever want to lose money. And like, if they're gonna lose money, like, they're gonna they're gonna work the rules the way that they need to do them. And like, I eventually I did get out of it, but um, it started like from there it was just like, okay, like we're just like on like memes. Let's see what's up. So like, looking at Doge, I'm looking at Ethereum. I think I bought I bought some I bought some ETH like because I was like, oh, like you know, like I'm trading. Like, let me see what's up. Bought Ethereum. Bought Doge. I got lucky with Doge that I just happened to buy it at like 
I was just trying to get to like another like level of like my ETH value. So I bought it like seven cents and then it just like burnt vertical. Um, and then from there, I really dove into crypto to see like what was going on. And the like the thing that sort of like hooked me after that was I had a buddy of mine that messages in this group and he's like, hey, like, um, you know, I know we really talk about this, but like I'm looking at this coin. It's called Shiba. I had a buddy of mine that bought in January. His thousand dollars is, you know. $250,000 and I bought it in like, you know, like early February and like, I'm up to 20,000. Like you guys can do whatever you want to do. Like, this is kind of like interesting to see, like do whatever. And I was like, all right, fine. Like I'm in, like, you know, we're just, that's what we're doing in 2020. We're just like rolling the dice on like memes Sounds and, about right. and whatever. And, um, he messages us in May and he's like, yo, everybody needs to go take a look at their, at their Shiba. And like, I had put like $400 in and like, I was at like at least, at least a 10 X, maybe a 20. And like, I was like, how's your boy doing? And he's like, yeah. So he just sold for $2.4 million and he's looking to buy like property. And I remember I said, I was like, what is this? <laughs> who is this dude? let me know the next time he decides that he wants to do something like this. And he's like, honestly, he wasn't doing anything. Like this was a guy he dropped out of school was like work. He, he's like, what he's like, he's working at a gas station, nothing going on, no drive, no whatever. And now he's like buying property and has like set himself up like completely different. And then it was from there that like, I met up, I, I met, I met Yagabai in a project that we were in that ended up sort of causing me to dive deep into like what I was studying at the time and like, and still am like, I'm in, I'm in law school and the result of like this project that we were in led to me being like, I don't like this. This is much garbage. Like it's not, there's no such thing as like crypto's a wild west. Like you can't like fraud is fraud. Like you can't just yeah. be like, oh, like, well, you, you, you gave it to me and you know, acorns and like, you know, it's not real money. Like it's, you know, it's whatever. And like, I was seeing the way that the, that, that attorneys were handling these um, these cases and I'm reading them and I'm like, you should be disbarred. Like the arguments that you're making here like are, are, are like absurd. You don't understand any of this stuff. And like, how can it, like how can you go in front of a court and just like throw darts and hope that they hit on things that just are not, they're not relevant or like just, just generally arguments yeah. that just don't make sense. Like, and, and I get it. It's arguments made by like people that like, Hey, I want to file this claim for these guys against fr like, like for fraud or whatever. And they're like, okay, yeah, we do fraud stuff. And then they take a look and they're like, well, I don't know anything about cryptocurrency. So like, I'm just going to go ahead and like, you know. Yeah. And, and real quick, lemon, just, just for clarity, he's talking about the project that we were in that was basically like the slowest rug, but it was like <laughs> yes. stretched out forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was one of those things that like leads me to what I say, like when I'm working with projects is like, you don't know who's buying. Okay. And like, it's, it's actually one of like my things in general is like, you don't know who is buying your project and who you're really going to mess with. Like you could have somebody that like, you know, they spent $25,000, $25,000 wasn't a lot to them. And like you spurn them and they're like, okay, like I'm just going to drown you in court fees because I'm bored and like, that's my return on this investment. Or you could have somebody that is actually dangerous. 
like and like hunts you down and finds you but even then like it doesn't require somebody to have like either a high monetary buy-in or a high um you know like ability to crime i guess all it really takes is someone that's just like yo i i didn't like this this isn't how it works and that's a little bit of like what projects get when i buy in is like i might be buying in low like with like a couple hundred bucks and like it's not about the money but like if i see that like you're just stealing and like committing fraud then like in you know if i once i pass the bar and like that's kind of finished up like i'm gonna look at it they're like okay cool like let me kind of test my chops now like this was a 300 dollars buy-in i got skin in it like i have like damages against me like we can go anywhere on and like the scale is like really really broad which is what i like try to say is like it doesn't have to be securities fraud like we could go with something as small as unjust enrichment like you know unjust enrichment like uh you know just neg like just just negligence gross negligence like all these different things like you could play with it and like these companies and these projects like they get in and they they, they make promises they do things and 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 a lot of them just like why why are you doing that do you understand what you're doing and then they come in and they're like hey we didn't realize we couldn't do that because like of uncertain legal things and blah 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 so we're not doing that anymore like you can't you can't run a business like that. You can't just like, oh, cool. There's a bunch of money in this. Let me just like dive in. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big yeah. pet peeve of mine. Um, you know, I talk about it a lot with uh, NFT projects. They're like, we're gonna do a token. And I was like, no, you're not. Like, I'm not an attorney. Again, like, I, like I've said a million times, but like, I, I, I said, I was like, you're going to make a token, and you are, you already have a, a, a large holder base. Maybe you've got a lot of funds. You're a legitimate business. You're going to launch a token and that token is going to be 10 times more work than anything that you have ever done to just make sure that like all your like all your boxes are checked and like for what like because like your community wants you to do a token or like you think that there could be like some short-term return on it like these things they're not like just short-term oh it's over like type deals like whenever you're starting something you should be going in with the expectation that like you're going to do this project indefinitely yeah, I agree. Well, that's that's an extremely good point. I don't think a lot of projects understand it. When you create a token, you're creating an ecosystem, you're creating an economy, and that thing needs to live beyond any product. Whereas if you're creating NFTs, those are products. Those can those can have life cycles. They can be retired. Um, they can just be held by other people, and you don't have any sort of infrastructure that you need to worry about. But a token, no, that's um, you're 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 in the ecosystem business and that's forever yeah i agree Oops. so uh shizzy do you mind if i ask him a question about go ahead okay, yeah i was gonna say so lemon uh with saying all that and then um kind of getting your experience with multiple projects and in that one that we were both in and all that stuff um and then actually you know applying for for a a, a position that a lot of people were applying for with stapleverse um and, and actually seeing from the inside out a legitimate project and how much work goes into it. Can you see, I guess, like where problems arise in, in, in these uh, digital, in this digital commerce market of, of NFTs and, and tokens? Can you sure. talk about that um, a little bit? So it's a, uh, it's a little bit of a 
non-specific question, so I guess I could just like talk about it like a lot more generally. Um, I am not a crypto like altcoin like buyer like at this point. I'm I like I, I I truly feel that the tech like and the way that this is utilized is is going to be, uh, you know, with 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 NFTs whether it's an ERC seven twenty one, ERC eleven fifty five, like. I, I feel that it is a, a much more specific and, and, and a lot easier to build a product and brand around those things, but also a little bit easier for you to engage with it in like just everyday life, like using it for access to, um, you know, like, let's say like you're buying a product. And a lot of what we did was, um, you know, early access drops were like, if you were, if you wanted to buy, and actually the, 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 the way I always talk about it was like, Yagbai, you got water bottles and you're selling water bottles. I want to buy a water bottle to drink it. Uh, everybody else wants to buy it just to like, like, and again, like, I wish that I had like some more names on here. Um, Shizzy but, and Nip- yeah, Shizzy. There okay, there, all right, there we go. There you go. I appreciate. It. I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know which one, Shizzy. Shizzy. Um, <laughs> Shizzy wants to buy it so he can sell it to me for a bunch of money. And Niblets has never bought, or I guess he's that way. My camera's mirrored. Niblets wants to buy water so that maybe he'll he'll drink it maybe he'll sell it to me but like he's not really been supporting this brand but like i've been buying your water for five years and i just want to drink it well from that standpoint like you can create something where it's like hey you're supportive of our project like you want to buy our stuff it sucks that like you can't let me give you a way that you can get access before the people that are just trying to like make you pay $300 for a hundred dollar pair of shoes. Okay. I was and, about to say sneakers. Yeah. It's a big, you know, it's a big thing in sneakers and like just other like sort of like limited release drops of just like, there's no way for you to go around it. You either have the NFT in your wallet and you can gain access to the site or you can't like, it's not something like where, Oh, we'll give you a password and the password can leak out. Like, you know, it can be botted. Like that's the, that's the, that's the nice part about it is it's not really something that like you can fake. And, mm-hmm. You know, at that point, like I'm buying this because it's like, yo, like I love drinking Yagabai water or your water. And like now what I was like, okay, so I was going to spend $200 extra just to buy it from Shizzy. Well, what if I just give Yagabai $100 and I can buy the water at retail price anytime that I want it? Like that's a lot of like, that's a very basic like way that like, you know, I I think that we're going to see know nfts utilized like in like the 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 retail space and and we're starting to see it um you know some of it's for ticketing some of it's just for like event access um like there's also like there's a a a, a literally millions of different ways i feel like Mm. that you you could use so is that the same concept as token token gating yeah yeah a lot of it a lot of that is the same concept as token gating it is token gating um you know like you can do you can do other ones of like you know, stand in exchanges for like, you know, like, okay, you're going to buy this as, the, as a representation of a physical product that's in the, in the middle of production, you exchange it. And like, then you have like a burn type situation. Like there is a, a collaboration that I handled with gutter cat gang and Stableverse, where, uh, we sold, uh, merch items that were NFTs and we would do production of these products for, you know, uh, a, let's say a six months window. And anytime that you wanted to buy that physical product, like, or receive that physical product, you could burn your NFT. And when you did so, you would enter all your shipping information and we send that out for you and get, you get it immediately. And it allows you to kind of be like, okay, well, do I, do I value 
the digital collectible side because once you burn it it looks different and like there's an unclaimed version and if people are like well i don't really like feel like i'm gonna wear the shirt i would much rather have like you know this 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 art piece or whatever that's like untarnished i want that like that's an option like there's another way that like people that is that are into the secondary market for selling things are like well like i like the clothing someone else might like the clothing a lot more than i do and they might be willing to pay a lot more than once this mint price like once this mint ends so i'll hold on to it and like worst case i'll burn it and i'll get the clothing best case i sell it and like you know i make a little bit of money Well, speaking of that, like I actually want your look at your opinion on on this. So, Goblin Town, I'm I'm not sure you guys are aware of it. It was a free mint, and the uh, so OpenSea now is coming out and saying that they they no longer want to do like the royalties. So, Goblin Town uh, creator trashes the NFL art. He actually, uh, he uh, right here. So, Truth Labs Goblin Town has been uh, accused of rugging holders this week by changing all the project's artwork into animated gifts of the middle finger. So, it, it was a free mint. It was a complete free mint, and he was trying to um, basically uh, say, fuck you, like, the royalty is the only reason I'm keeping this going anyway, so screw this whole project. And Goblin Town, they're going for a few ETH at one point, so it's actually was, a pretty uh, big project. I was wondering if you're... Were you, guys, uh, were you guys, like, you know, knowledgeable on Goblin Town or, like, kind of, like, how that kind of showed up or anything like that? Okay, Goblin Town showed up out of nowhere. It's a free mint. No one really knows what's going on. And like, I, I had, I know like a decent amount of people in different discord servers that like, we're talking about Goblin town. Like they're like, Oh, like I bought it and it's, it's free man. And now I sold it for 0.04 ETH. And they're like, what a win. Like that's a infinite return. And then they're like, ah, shit. The floor price is one ETH and then it's two ETH and then it's three ETH. And I think it got up to five and like yeah, Goblin town was really interesting because like, this was a project that showed up when like the NFT market was getting crushed. Like you were buying something stuff like, like if it minted out, the projects died, like you minted out and there was just like, don't do something and it be unrevealed because you're going to get killed in it. If you buy something that like, like every single project was just bleeding and this project comes out of nowhere as a free mint, like people are kind of paying attention to it because they make a little bit of money, but then they realize that they missed out on a lot of money and yeah. like goblin town was also interesting just in the way that they communicate like they they, they communicate they had their own language yeah like they had like look and they had spin-off probably collections like after that like uh, i think it was like burger town and stuff like that but goblin town was an art also like on the artwork side was 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 hideous and it was ugly like that was the per like that was the point it was just like oh you guys want like generative traits and you like the artwork like what if i make this look so hideous that no one can legitimately say that this is good artwork, but then expecting that what it, like what happens with anything else? Like, if if the price goes up, the artwork's fire. It's amazing. This is <laughs> traits, dude. This is going. This is going nuts. Whoever did this artwork's a genius. The price drops like thirty five cents. Or like, yo, I gotta get out the artwork. Shit. Like, I don't care about the artwork. I was lying in the first place. I just wanted you to buy and hold my decks. Like that's kind of what this did. And like. <laughs> I, I say it all the time that like people are like, oh my God, the artwork's fire. I was like, yo, like, unless it's like a legitimate artist and like this is something that's like crazy cool, like it's not art. It, it sounds, it sounded like a, a big bait and switch is what it sounded like. This project's been going on for a long time. I actually, oh. I, this is news to me. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't met. It's been pleasure. Yeah, I've been outside of the uh, like the, the loop on that this week just because like been like kind of. 
Florida's had like some like horrible weather issues. So like Thursday, I was like trapped in like flooding. Oh my but, god. Um, the uh, this is really strange to me because like Goblin Town was one of those ones where it's like, oh, is this a blue chip project? Oh, I think mm. I froze. No, you're you're good. No, you're Can good. you hear me? Oh, yeah, I, I hear you guys. Fine. Yeah, he froze. But anyway, I, I'll just dig into that a little deeper until he gets back. It was uh, basically, it, it was a project I think came out in, like in last. Uh, it had to be like May or June of last year. It was right, right exactly what he said when it, uh, every all the NFTs were going to shit, and this project came out, and they were basically they had, had their own language, they had their own own like their Discord what? was just like now now now. It was really weird. Like, like, like how did they then, co- how did they actually communicate though? <laughs> they they made up words that but I mean, like they knew what they they, they was, knew what they were saying. I'm not gonna go that far, but <laughs> it was it was it was close. <laughs> but I don't know. But it it sounded like they were talking to each other, and it was such That's a cool crazy. project. It was it was something yeah. different and new, and it was really awesome. And then um, it was it was going like I said, that was going for a few ETH, and then I don't think it was. I think it was a little bit less than a few ETH, uh, like when it went down, and then this news uh, comes out, and I think Lemon's back. There he is. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> just like Goblin Town, like baby. Goblin just, Town. They, they heard me talking, and they're like, "Get him out! Get him out!" But like, this is actually really. I, I think actually that this is a huge shame. Like, this is actually. Yeah. A, I was a, upset like, when I heard the news. Problem. This is actually a big problem because like Goblin Town was one of those projects that like for a second we were like, "Yo, did this blue chip project just come out of nowhere as a free mint?" And like, revive people it. We're still rallying, rallying around, and I don't know what the floor price was when this occurred, but like, I'm not sure. Goblin Town was one of the worst things that I and like I'll I'll say it I've said it a million times. Goblin Town is one of the worst things that's happened to this space. Like, Goblin Town caused this free mint type meta of like chase 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 buy crap buy whatever don't care it's gonna be Goblin Town. Like, did you see Goblin Town? That's what this project is. Like, the floor price is up two hundred percent in the last twenty four hours. Like, you know, the price is point one, the price is point two, the price is point three. Oh, rugged. Like over and over and over and over again and like everyone's like oh this is the next goblin town i was like well it's not goblin town's the next goblin town that's the only one that there is yeah. like you don't know what's out there until like you you know what's out there almost like so it's almost like a if this is the end of the book okay like it is a fitting sort of end for like the kind of menace that like goblin town really was and like at, or like the damage that it was causing, like, hey, like we're gonna show up, disrupt, cause everybody just throw their liquidity away, and then we're gonna rug them. And like this just kind of goes back to my thing about like docs devs, docs teams, like know what you're buying into. Like yeah. if it's if if the if the person doesn't have any skin in the game, like they don't lose any skin when they take yours. I don't know, like or something like that. Sure, I'd like to come up with something. What's your opinion on this? Notes? Well, I'm 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 just trying to think of the the technical side because I'm trying to figure out how how they could overwrite the NFT image for people holding the NFT in their own wallets. So when you when so when you construct the NFT, at, at least in the experiments that I've run in, in building my own from the ground up. You, one way is, you know, you upload your image file to like IPFS where it's permanent or Arweave again where it's permanent. Um, and then the link, the connection in the smart contract 
is bound in the smart contract. You can't you can't change that. So you've got two artifacts: the image and and the the link to the to the image are both bound in something immutable. So I'm confused about how they were able to overwrite uh, the image. As, as funny as it is to turn everybody's so, uh, token into a, a huge middle finger, I'm just confused how they- <laughs> It doesn't have to be. That's the thing is, it's like, it doesn't have to be. There's a lot of these projects that have relaunched in different ways. Like uh, the plague is one of them that like, I can think of off the top of my head that they had a contract that like, they could change things in the metadata, they could change uh, things in the access and they don't have it like, and and and, I, and more often than not, like NFT projects don't have ones where everything is just locked. Like, yeah, it's it. It might be one where they lock it later on, but like the, once you lock it, it's locked. Like I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not totally sure what the uh, what 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 the the way that is, but like it, that that's type like it's still it's still the same token. Yeah, it's just not showing what it was before. Like yeah, no, yeah, that, I think that's that like on Ethereum. It, it could be. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Goblins. Took I think it was Ethereum. Yeah. I was going to let Niblets. Yeah. No, but that that reminds yeah. me of, of you know way way back when uh, when Amazon uh, first released their bookstore on Kindle, um, there was this huge controversy because they had removed people's purchases from the bookstore, and so this is something similar where like you buy something which is supposed to be um, an immutable thing, whatever the thing happens to be, it's supposed to be. You're supposed to, you've exchanged some value to get a thing, and now somebody else has maintains control of that thing, which seems like that's hugely um, corrosive to the entire space, right? Because now do you even because as a buyer, you don't know that you don't really understand the underlying technology. All you know is that somebody could pull this image that you actually like out of your NFT. So are you really going to buy it? Well, maybe not. That sounds that feels a little too risky if if it can be pulled out from under you like like an Amazon book. Um, so it, it strikes me as uh, being damaging, not just for the people who participated in Goblin Town, but for the entire space. How do you trust what you're buying is going to be there tomorrow? Um, this was this was actually a pretty common thing for a while is you would have projects that like mint and then do whatever. And then like rather than they, they'd either reveal and then they would change into something like this middle finger or like it like their website would change to like, a, yo, we got you like, you know, running off with 30 mil. Uh, or they would do this middle finger thing, which like was, 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 was common for a while where it was like, yo, like you just gotta be careful what you're doing. Like don't mint with it. And that's the other part about like, you know, the, the token contracts for like minting, like it's, it's a little bit, it's, it's more dangerous than like, you know, if you were just buying like a cryptocurrency on like Uniswap or whatever it is, like when you connect your well and you're minting some of these things, like some of these, some, some of these transactions, like they, they. They, they're, they're hidden in there of just like, oh, like I connected this wallet, I minted this, I didn't actually read what this does. And like, it allows them to transfer everything out of your wallet. Right. Um, that's the danger of the NFT space, you know, it, itself. But to some degree, like, I don't know if I view it as damaging because like, it's not the same as if it's a cryptocurrency project where like, oh, like this needs to be decentralized and like immutable and all that. It's more that like, I'm buying into what this company is doing. And I, I talk about that difference between when projects like when, when holders of, of projects get upset of like, oh, well, why weren't we given the opportunity to like choose on this? Like Moonbirds were like like getting rid of uh, CC of, of the uh, the IP rights and going CCO and like the, the community being like, yo, like, why didn't we get a say in this? And I was like, well, because you're not a DAO, you're a project. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can you, can you, you didn't buy the IP rights and CCO. Yeah. So so Moonbirds originally had told all their holders that 
they would have the rights, the, the commercial rights to the, to, to the artwork of their NFTs. And it wasn't, I, I believe it was a, a, it was a, it was a license. It's not that they had given them an, a, you know, an, an irrevocable license. Um, they still had control of it. And what they then decided to do was to CCO the entire collection, meaning that like they entered it into the public domain and like nobody owns the artwork to any of that anymore. Moonbirds doesn't, doesn't own it. The holders don't own it. And like, there was a, I mean, that's, that's crazy blowback that you get off that. Like, don't give commercial rights. If you're not going to keep the commercial rights, like no one expected that that was something that was even like on the table. Like, and I was actually like in the discord a little bit when this had occurred. Um, and like, it almost just was, it, it's, it was, it was done in the protection of like proof and Kevin Rose and like for the company and the brand, it's what they needed to do. But that doesn't mean that that's what it's like, the, like in the right. best things of the holders. They're interesting. Yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very distant from the NFT space. So, you know, I've played with the technology a little bit to sort of understand the mechanics of how it works, but then there's this whole meta layer of sort of the social mechanics that, uh, that surround the technical mechanics of NFTs that, uh, that I just don't, it, this is like, this is like foreign fascinating territory to me. Yeah. It's, it's another sort of way that people have gotten to form communities and groups in a time where I think that it sort of had spawned out when everybody was so distant and it was tough to, tough to, to, to meet people and, and feel like you were a part of something. And like, it allows you to be somebody else, but have an identity of it and a consistent identity and like, you know, become a member of a group and the group is doing something like, you know, they're, they're, they're showing up and they're, they're, they're like, Hey, like we're, we're here, like we're active on Twitter. We're supporting each other. We're supporting each other in real life. If we decide to dox each other, like, you know, we're supporting each other, like in our digital personalities, like, you know, like there are people that like I have met that I consider like very close friends, like that have come from, you know, different NFT projects. Um, you know, even Stapleverse one. I mean, actually, if I like the my the big the best utility that Stapleverse ever have is is like I met my girlfriend through that. Like, so she was older and like that, I don't know, for like, sure utility. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I was like, yo, like just so like everybody knows, like hey, let's get on the record. Like, obviously, women are there for the NFT guys. This is just how it works. Like. <laughs> So, um, you know, buy stable verse, you'll get a girl. Like what, that's what they should use. And like, not financial so, advice for life. Like, yeah, advice. like not relationship, relationship advice. advice. Or yeah. So, um, it's, 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 it's that community aspect that like before I always thought was bullshit, like straight up. I was just yeah. like, y'all are just doing the thing about the artwork again. I was like, this artwork's great. I love the community, blah, blah, blah. Now don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm here for the community. They're not, but those bigger projects, the ones that like actually like are doing something and creating value in an interesting environment for their holders, they do become a community. And like, you know, the access that they like, you know, Board Apes obviously a very easy example to use, like the access that they give their the, the, the people there. Like I went to all the events. I don't have an ape, but like I had I was able to get access to like all the Board Ape events that was in uh, you know, Miami for Art Basel. And like that's a that their community. And like it's the most diverse group of people. Like I mean it's mostly dudes, but like guys that like are like successful businessman wealthy and then there's guys that are like i'm a miami guy going to the club and i'm showing off all my wealth and then there's guys that were like 
yeah, this is the first time I've been out of the house because, like, I don't leave the house, like, that kind of, like, feel. And everybody's just, like, chatting and hanging out and, like, everybody yeah. is like like it's like a it's 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 it brings everybody like to the same level yeah can I, let me can i ask you yeah. about the events were they pretty were they pretty badass because they were good, I mean, they were good events were they? like okay. um i'd have to go back and uh and uh they had uh for one of them uh white lotus was the headliner they had like a bunch of different artists like oh, come okay. out. um it was free drinks uh brands have popped out of this stuff so, so like uh it was free water through like ape through ape water um, the event that was the night before um, was uh, a much more like close knit event. Uh, you could again only get access if you had an ape, unless I guess you know someone to get around that. I guess, um, but like there was a food truck caught from uh, Bored and hun- Hungry. Um, super expensive, super good though. I don't. I haven't decided if it's worth it. Um, again, free water. Uh, there was like. Uh, there were there was there was murals made of like of, of apes for this event. Um, one thing that I actually really liked was they had a uh, rather than like a full like live music thing and like I, I I do some events here and there and like the difficult part about live music is like there's a bunch of times where you're somewhere and you're like man I really wish that this band would just stop like <laughs> trying to hang out and chat with people and like they're just like singing other people's yeah. songs and like I don't want to hear it. They had a they had a breakdance group come in. <laughs> And like they did like a breakdance competition, and it was it was sick. Like, it, it, I don't know, I'd never seen I'd never seen that, and I was like, this is this is this is a way this is another option like that I should like you know kind of keep in my back pocket. Like, <laughs> the NFTs don't don't work out. You can always break dance. Yeah, always break dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can always, or at least I can have an event where I have break dancers come in. Like, <laughs> okay, you know, like, that sounds safer. You know, it's like. Yeah, bring instead of bring out the dancing lobsters, I'll bring up the break dancers or something. I don't know. <laughs> nice, nice. So I, I have one question for you. When I was looking at your Twitter, it said uh, Gary Vanderchuk is a follower of yours, and I was yeah, I, I found was that recently. Back. I didn't know that. I didn't like. I was like going through my thing, and like I like clicked on something, and it was like follows you, and I was like, I don't know when this happened. It also made me feel like some sort of way of just like Gary follows me, but I didn't follow Gary. Like, and I was like. Hmm. I guess I'm a little bit more selective in like, who I follow here. Like he must have saw you, or he must have heard you hosting or co-hosting one of your uh, spaces, or saw you at an event or something up there. I, I need to go back because, like, I could you can see when like you get the notification or whatever. Like, I need to go back and find when that was and see like if I was doing something that like he might have hopped into like or like seen it like I, not, i'm not super active on twitter but when i'm active like i am active um like i wasn't really hosting spaces at the time when like he had hopped in there so i'm kind of curious on like where when it when he did show up hmm. yeah, man. all right we're gonna pivot a little bit um since we're already kind of talking about twitter um big topic this week is uh elon musk's latest partnership with etoro i was wondering what you guys uh, opinions on that so basically etoro Toro is going to be the back end and Twitter is going to be the front end. So you can make all your trades on Twitter, but they're all going to go through eToro. And um, apparently the eToro team bid for this. So Elon being a businessman basically put it out there and there's bidders like Robin Hood and eToro and eToro won the bid to be the back end for Twitter. I was wondering your guys opinion on that was. You want to take it? Niblets, did you, you want to take it or? There's. 
there's no way on earth I would run a token through Twitter. I mean, it's not, not, I, uh, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's from my wallet to your wallet. I'm not putting Twitter in between us. Twitter already distorts our words and thoughts enough. I don't want it distorting my money. So, well, that's why eToro is the back end, though. You know, yeah, so. there's, some, there's some players in no, my wallet <laughs> to your wallet, Shizzy. That's it. <laughs> so, I, using a burner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think it was a genius move by him, though, because, I mean, it's called crypto Twitter, right? So, you know, uh, I think people that that dabble in DeFi, like most of us do here, actually, you know, I know all of us do, uh, primarily, for the most part, I would think that we, we're, we're doing most of our transactions in the DeFi realm. Uh, we're probably not going to use it as much, you know, but, like, there's, you know, he's probably taking his, he's doing his percentages, and he's saying, okay, crypto Twitter lives here um why not and then i just thought it was really weird you know that he changed he's changing he's is he like uh condensing his corporations because he filed the twitter corporation to be renamed x corporation that, well, he that did was, it with a shell company so his shell company name x corporation and he just merged it okay twitter into it yeah so he already had x x has yeah, it so, so paypal used to be so x first of all is the only single character domain in existence um it got grandfathered in like 15 20 years ago for some weird rule thing and then x used to be the domain for paypal um elon got elon kept the domain name when uh after paypal was so they couldn't use it then he kept it then paypal became paypal then it was sold to like ebay and etc cetera, etc cetera. um so anyway, yeah those there's a long a long history of x because it is special They're the only the only single character domain hmm yeah he uh, one thing that I've I've read about Elon is that he's always wanted to do a Western world version of WeChat. And so, um, you know, for the listeners that's not familiar with WeChat, it's it's a pretty much an app for everything is what it, it goes by. Right. So social finance, uh, everything. Right. Wallet, so, whatever. Social credit, your right to leave the city. Your, uh, there's a. There's a whole... <laughs> we don't want that part of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there's a whole lot of nastiness built into 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 WeChat. But I I definitely trust Elon with his version of 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 that because he seems like a very very uh like to the people type of guy rather than being a corporate Shizzy. you know on the other Shizzy. side of that. So DeFi is all about not having to trust anybody. Like that's the point. We, I don't. I can't trust somebody. I want it to be Elon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to. But like, like at, at its, at its, in its DNA, the whole point is we don't have to trust each other. As a matter of fact, I can completely not trust you as a human being whatsoever and still transact with you. With yeah, that's true. And, and, and you know, so yeah, this whole notion of trust is uh, is is concerning because we shouldn't even we we've made that obsolete. Hopefully, I uh, so did he, has he like announced like how it's going to be like integrated in? Is this for like tipping people? Is it for like? uh paying for my blue check mark is it for <laughs> like tweets what just like that there's gonna be uh, some sort of integration yeah i mean it. like everything that he's done has been really under wraps like this came out of nowhere kind of like yeah. this whole announcement and the fact that it's been able to be, be held under wraps the fact that he turned twitter into basically a centralized exchange is what it is right it is is crazy that not, that never leaked and it was just announced right well, no, I mean, I, I disagree. Like, I, he's been talking about, like, wanting to do something where, like, payments, you decentralize, you decentralize um, 
you know, a, a social media platform through like, you know, one token per letter or something like that. Um, Did he? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've never heard anything about yeah. the, the centralized exchange part, but I have heard stuff about the, we like the, I guess like him yeah. kind of doing the WeChat thing. Well, he's just a businessman. Yeah. He, he sees it as ways to make money. He's like, hey, Etoro, you're going to give me money and I'm going to let all, like billions of my Twitter followers use you. So to me, it's not even about anything besides making Twitter profitable. Well, I, I, I have a strong feeling that we're just not the market for it, right? Like we like to play with, we like to get under the yeah. hood and start getting dirty with the mechanics and the, the stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't see, I don't see myself giving that up. I like to, I like to feel the oil on my hands. I don't know. It, it, honestly, it depends for me. Like if it, if it's something where it's just like, Hey, like you're going to have like a decentralized type Twitter where like, you know, like there's not like the, 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 the control or, or whatever it is. And like some sort of centralized organization, like if the tokens cheap. I'm happy to like pay a token for like a tweet or whatever it is to be saved in, in whichever way. Like I'm interested to see like how it's integrated. Like if it's, if it's a glorified tipping system, I, I'm like, okay, like this is a gimmick, but like, yeah. I would expect that it's going to be more than that. Like, um and like actually she's your point of just like oh like you know like i trust elon really like i don't like <laughs> i did not like the way that like he like like handles you know he, he he wields a tremendous amount of power he doesn't always like recognize the, yeah. the, the 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 effects of that and like sort of like what he had done with doge to like mm. just like the common people on a lot of this with yeah. like hey i'm gonna pump and dump this because it's fun and i'm gonna shit talk it and i'm gonna blow it up and like people lost a lot of money in a lot of that. Like in some of those liquidations, when he like flip flopped on the, uh, on the Bitcoin thing Bitcoin, of yeah. like, Oh, like I didn't realize that it was, you know, like, Oh, we, we took another look and it's, it, it's too bad for the environment. It's like, you knew all those things. Like yeah. did nothing oh, change. Because Larry, like, uh, BlackRock came in and BlackRock's huge shareholder yeah, of Tesla. They, they came in and sure. was like, and whatever, nickname. whatever the reason, like it actually didn't matter to me because I was like that candle, that red candle, that liquidation of like, billions of dollars yeah. that wasn't that wasn't yeah. uh, institutional money that's re, that's that's retail money that's playing yeah, what they shouldn't the be doing but at the same time like there's not a way to predict that like he's yeah. gonna flip flop like that uh, off of off of a a softball thing that he knew like everything about like yeah. and it, also just my favorite like stat for things uh bitcoin uses less energy than christmas lights during the entire month of December in the United States. So everyone's like, oh, it uses so much energy. It's like, okay, we'll ban the Christmas light yeah. thing too, because that's obviously too much energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ban and your you private think, jet. Yeah. And, and the and the, the banking industry and, and the visa, right? So but uh I I agree with you on Elon. I I, I like Elon because I I'm, I have a, like an entrepreneurial like background with my family and everything. So I I like his mind. But and I think what he's trying to do is to try he's trying to balance out even though it does seem like he leans a little bit more right right but he's trying to balance out a little bit of like the the speak on twitter is what it seems like but he, he needs to be more cautious with like speaking on doge and doing those things like switching the logo and all that stuff because that does impact but let's think about the the majority of the doge holders right they're people probably like in in college this guy has like a some doge that he's like i know it's going to shoot back up to a dollar he doesn't know the tokenomics right like it, it's going to be very hard sure. it, it could possibly get to a dollar but doge is one of those tokens that doesn't have a max supply like yeah. it, it mints you know every year and so if, if Doge, I saw a stat, if Doge got to 28 cents, it would have a larger market cap than when it was at 70 cents. 
Exactly. Because of all the inflation since, uh, was that May of 2020? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So we'll get into our uh, our next thing here, which is, um, yeah. So um, everyone was so worried about the Shanghai up, uh, update with Ethereum. And everyone said all the all the millions of ETH, they're going to billions of dollars in ETH that's going to get pushed out in the market. Well, there was a new stat that nearly 95,000 Ethereum got staked in the last 24 hours, which I thought was pretty amazing because now people see it as I can stake it and then get it back out if I need it. It's not stuck in there. And they actually have a better queue system than most other um, like like state chains being that you just got to get in queue and depending on how many people are in front of you, whether whether it's Polkadot or, or Adam, where you got to wait the 31 days or the 20, 24 days. So I, I, I think that's actually really, really awesome. And uh, I was shocked that this happened because I was I had sitting on stables and was hoping to get some cheap Ethereum that um, I'm probably gonna have to start buying soon because I don't <laughs> see no stopping to it. So I wonder your guys' opinion on that is. I, I'm just I'm just baffled by what happened. Like all the indicators, all all the on paper logic said the price should dip, um, and yet not only did it not dip, but it raced up. And so, yeah. So let's let me turn the question back to you. Should like, what do you think happened? Because I have no idea why the opposite of what should have happened happened. I I, I think that it was already built in. I think yeah. that the it was already like baked in, kind of like it was already like when when CP when everyone knows CPI is going to be uh like close or something like it's already kind of baked in. I think that's what happened. And I think it was kind of like the opposite of buy the rumor, sell the news. It was you know where where do you think it was baked in? Because if you look at the chart. It's gone. It's it went from eight hundred. Yeah. It was just a slow, steady. Yeah, obviously with with dips along the way. But if there there was no point where it was sort of like, oh, you know, we're gonna price this in. It was just slow what? and steady, just yeah. a bit so, slow and steady. I saw a stat that seventy percent of the stakers were underwater whenever they staked. So the average oh, stake okay. staked value was like nineteen sixty or something. So right. it didn't make a lot of sense for majority yeah. of the stakers to sell. Because yeah, yeah, were yeah. they going to make like forty bucks per ETH? No, that, that's it. That's an extremely good point because if you've already staked and it's been locked for a long time, you don't need that money. That money in your cash flow is already off the cash flow books. Exactly. So when it comes online again, you you aren't in a panic to get rid of it. As a matter of fact, yeah, like real estate, you're not going to liquidate your real estate when it's underwater because you're going to hold it, um, unless you know you're going to prison or something. But, yeah, and then well, the momentum well, recently. Go ahead, Lemon. Yeah. So what I was gonna say is like that 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 kind of like stat that you kind of gave of like the average like uh, staker was underwater. That doesn't tell you how much ETH they had. That just tells you that the majority of them were underwater. But if they had, if there's fifty thousand of us and forty nine thousand of us have one ETH and the other thousand of us have five thousand ETH, like it doesn't matter if the rest of you guys are underwater because like we're gonna wait. And like maybe my math's wrong there, but like that doesn't really tell you. And also like it wasn't really staked like for some of it, like a lot of people stake their stuff in Coinbase. And like, I had sold my stake to ETH in Coinbase like a while ago. You could sell like your ETH2 or whatever it was and you get out and like, I remember I had done it. I was like, I wish that I had done this a different way. Like, like learn my lesson on like that kind of staking. But like, I, dad, this didn't affect me at all. Like, and like to, to some degree, like I also look at it that like the people that were going to stake in this, that like were going to generate any sort of return are probably like, that, that are going to be able to move the market at least are staking a substantial amount that like they either it's not a big deal that like it's it's down from what they bought if they bought when it's down 
the time that they staked and what it recovered may be more than what they lost. But the other aspect is like, what did they buy that? Are these people that bought their ETH when it was, you know, like a dollar and they just have a ton of it? And they're like, well, I guess I'll just stake it because like, why would I not? And it doesn't affect me whether the price goes from 1900 to eight to, to, to 800 because I'm already at, you know, an $800 to one return on like what I bought in the first place. So like I kind of, exp- I, 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 I wasn't buying this like, oh, it's going to drop. I was like, this isn't this is this is a this is a non-event the only way that i i was really saying that it was going to be a problem if like the uh like the q system you said was it was really good if everything works perfectly fine and smoothly then like this is priced in on when it switched from proof of work to proof of stake in the first place yeah yeah so compound the good news if we look at if we look at eth as just software it's gone through in one year two unbelievably complex transitions and it's handled both of them remarkably well. So if you're looking for a place to be your money, ETH has demonstrated it can handle incredible complexity and incredible upheaval um, as gracefully as you could possibly imagine. What a, what a wonderful place to, to, to manage your flow. What a yeah. wonderful place to, to store your money. I mean, I, I, I like Bitcoin and all, and I'm certainly not an ETH maxi, but wow, it's just impressive seeing how as a product um ETH has managed both of both the, the proof of stake and and Shanghai. Um, amazing work, guys. Yeah, gas Wait. is too expensive still though. Oh, I'll always complain about that. That's yeah, just, but the, it, the gas is is good though because it def- makes it deflationary. I, sure. I will pay the gas. Well, I don't like it when I'm doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do it on a layer two. That's what it's for. Yeah, but the projects that I'm doing stuff are on layer zero. Yeah. So, yeah I, I, I actually go. Ahead. And I was gonna say this actually just goes back to what I was like, you know, making the arguments with Yagabai and like one of the uh, the groups that I'm in with him was just like, ERC twenties is not something that like you should be just trading. Like it's it doesn't make sense. Like if you want to yeah. play in like you know the uh, the the alt shitcoin world, like I, I do look at it. I'm like, well, wait a second. Like it makes sense for you to do you know to have a gas fee if you're buying one token like an NFT. You know ERC you know eleven fifty five seven twenty one again like that kind of deal where you only have to do one transaction. And you're probably like holding and like that's it versus like buying and selling and flipping these you know like you know like altcoins in the hope that like it recovers enough money to outweigh like the gas fee that you're paying like why would that doesn't like to me that doesn't make any sense like go go do that on a chain where you don't have to like also price in that if it doesn't increase by 50 percent like you're not going to make any money like yeah, yeah. you know I, I i do say a lot of times and i think that i was even saying on there that like there are and maybe it's just a maybe it's a a, 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 a kind of create like hot take is like ERC twenty projects are scams and they have no legs and they have no foreseeable future to like stay sustainable unless they are doing something that is like a super novel utility or they are attached to an overarching ecosystem like Apecoin is attached to uh, you know Metaverse. the ecosystem otherwise like. Yeah. Why are you transacting on like the like the layer zero like that? Like you're you're not using the smart contract capabilities for what you should be kind of using them for. Are you using them for like, oh, like there's a tax and it gets paid to this treasury, it gets this percent gets paid to the team. Like that's yeah. not that's nothing complicated. Like there's nothing innovative. Like there's a billion amount out there. Like if it's a if it's a real cryptocurrency, like it's it's either its own blockchain or it's got its yeah. own utility that it's probably not an ERC twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Well I, I'll I, 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 go ahead. Yeah. 
I have a law question for you. So uh, speaking of the merge, so um, basically, if, if I'm a miner and I put all this mining equipment to mine ETH, and then ETH goes and they change from proof of work to proof of stake, do do I is there a temp do I have some kind of lawsuit against them or anything like that? Because I mean, it is a DAO, but potentially it is a foundation as well, and they just changed something out of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't out of nowhere, but it it, it wasn't enough time for me to to really sell the miners and i'm not this is all this is just like speculation but like w would the miners ha have a case against the ethereum foundation for going about it the way they did lemon uh that's that's a that's such a that's a tough question i i'm gonna like i'm like again yeah i don't i don't know I'm gonna yeah. guess, okay? Like, if you're like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna get them and pursue them. Like, you're gonna like, you're probably gonna lose. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, so, like, I just like to get that like really, really clear that like, okay, I think about way this like could go. But like to me, I'm like, no, like you don't. Like, you know, there was no guarantee what the price was gonna be. Like, you know, maybe you were like, oh, like I'm buying this. There's there was never a spot where like, at least I haven't seen it where Ethereum was like, yo, go buy some mining equipment and like make a bunch of money on on ethereum or like we're gonna give you a bunch of ethereum if you like keep the network going like and also if i i have to go back to see like how a lot of this stuff was voted on but like yeah it was the ethereum network that like votes on like these kinds of things like it was the miners so. themselves yeah yeah and like i Wasn't don't it? i think so why would yeah. they vote yeah. themselves out as like the I, most I, profitable I think... token to mine it was because the it, was, it was the um the centralization of it um it was the uh, foundation held most of the uh the voting the voting power. oh okay okay yeah and that's a big reason that like i actually don't like the proof of stake stuff is that yeah. like it, it it put it's it really centralized you know like the, the the those validator nodes and like before i could have my one graphics card and i could join a mining pool and like i just kind of add my hash rate onto it but now like your gate is 32 ETH. Like, mm. who, who, you got $64,000 to go and try to, like, yeah. I don't know. And again, I don't know exactly the percent return that it gives you or anything like that, but like, 6%. That's a huge amount of money. It's 6%. That's it. Okay. Yeah, like, it. you know, my graphics card, I paid my graphics card off. I, it, I liked it because I was like, oh, cool. Like, I was getting this anyway. It was like $400. I paid it off. Like, it was paying, I think it was doing like 50 to $100 a month. Like, it's like, this is kind of nice. Like, I'm using my computer anyway. I'll just keep kind of doing this. Like, and now they're like, ah, uh, no, like, the big boys are going to take this. Not yeah. You. There's no lawsuit, huh? <laughs> I was actually, that's actually a really good thing. I'm glad you cleared that up. I was actually a little worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's totally legal advice. I definitely know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure that if you sue, you know, Vitalik Ethereum, you know, know. like, like how much money does the ethereum foundation have a shit ton like you're not going to be able to hire a lawyer that's yeah. going to be able to compete with what they have yeah i would actually want i i feel like just curious i wonder who you sue actually like who the foundation like the entity is it is it like a is it like an entity though like well, they have a ceo yeah. so Ooh. okay there's the ceo of the foundation their name's ming uh Min right, let's, ming let's, or something. i can hear the bitcoin maxis screaming right now <laughs> seething what's your opinion nibbles i was just thinking you know if you you could just you could just take the foundation to small claims court you know let them lawyer up for you know, $400 an hour and you yeah. can just show up to small claims court in your underwear and be like, yeah. I'm throwing dice on this one. It might work. 
Um, <laughs> no cost to you, 150 bucks or whatever to file the, file the claim. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing I was worried about because as an Ethereum holder, if, if, that, if that becomes a headline, it kind of fucks us. It's going to drop the price a little bit, if not a lot of it. So what are you saying? Actually, the other one, what like what would be more fun is like I'm going to sue Nvidia for selling me a graphics card because I had the expectation that if I bought this <laughs> graphics card, I was going to profit from like what's going on here. There you go. Oh, is that one? Is that one? Like that one you, sounds like it has more legs. Are you talking about turning graphics cards into securities? Like you're like you. <laughs> yes, There's sir. Gary. Yes, sir. Like I'm buying this. I'm. I don't like, Gary. I guess the question is, is like, is like the efforts of a third party by having me mine it? You know, like. That's probably where they would kill me and be like, nah, like it doesn't work like that. Like you were, <laughs> yeah. you're watering the orange trees. Like that's not a there you go. There you go. But again, if you're doing small claims court, what did it cost you? Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah. They just might pay you to shut up and go away. <laughs> you know that someone like the way that that goes in like a Seinfeld that not a Seinfeld episode, like uh, like a curve your enthusiasm episode is like he's mining and he decides to take it like the Ethereum like collective or like NVIDIA to small claims court and it goes all the way to Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Larry David. Well we're gonna switch uh transition a little bit. So um speaking of mining, uh helium, I don't know if you guys are aware, but helium's a you basically buy these uh these miners and you uh, basically help the network. It's a network of computers that gives basically an internet signal, and it uh, they're they're migrating from their Helium um, blockchain to Solana blockchain, which I don't know if it's the smartest idea because of the outages and stuff. But this this will be powering the Solana phone, and uh, I I actually took a position in this because uh, it was like a, a dollar forty, and I, I thought like like Solana is running up towards the phone. I think. Uh, I thought helium would too, and now today helium's at a dollar eighty-five. So I, I mean, it made, made okay on that one. But I was wondering, guys' opinion, if you guys have one at all, about the Solana phone or the helium network, because helium's also powering Hive Mapper, which is um, a, a drive-to-earn uh, uh, type of, uh, I guess you could say, gamified uh, thing. So I want you guys' opinion on on helium and the transition to Solana. Does anybody know that any of the if, if the tech is good with the Solana phone? No idea. It's not out yet, so it's I, hard to say. I would not buy that phone if I, it's relying on blockchain, like the Helium chain, to power it and the signal. But I would watch you guys use it, and if it's better, then I'd buy it later. <laughs> it's a thousand dollar phone. You can pre-order it right now. So I, I haven't done it yet, but I was, I was thinking about it. Not gonna lie. Yo, use your profits from the Helium to like uh, buy the phone. <laughs> it wasn't that much. Free, gotta, it's it's easy money. <laughs> like actually, this is I didn't I didn't know this. I actually spent a lot of time looking at Helium, like yeah, I, as like um, as 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 like a mining system and like. Um, you know, I queued up for the uh, for the different drops on things like that. Like, I barely missed one of them. Like, one of them, I was I, I had an error with my card. It was like, oh, you gotta like call American Express and get this like thing. And I'm like, you just robbed me of my miner. But I think in the long run, it seems like it was actually better than like Amex blocks me because yeah. uh, when I was buying, it was probably like on the on the tail end of when it would have been like like profitable at all. Um, like, it, it ran, was ran up to fifty. Bucks. I think. It's, yeah and like well it's tough because like i think that they also i think that the helium i don't know who was that was voting in that system where they're like let's change it so that like you get like a tiny token for like you know thing there because they're like oh like if i own one of these tokens that's 0. 0.00001 like if it goes to a dollar like i'm gonna be filthy rich but they're like okay but you have a three trillion supply so like good luck 
Like if if yeah. if helium goes to, to, to fifty dollars again, like it's like the most valuable like blockchain technology like that's out. Like yeah, it's, it's just a trade for me. I'm not a long term hold, but I'm I will be holding it going into the Solana phone drop, and then I'm gonna watch. Uh, basically sell the news and buy the rumor and sell the news. So it was just, I just saw Solana running up and I was, I was thinking about going into something on its ecosystem. And I said, why not get something that's going to its ecosystem? So Shizzy, so that's we, why we I all know that, trade on that one. You, you hold a position in every single <laughs> the Shizdex, the Shizdex 500. Exactly. So that's why we all know that's why you went in because it was a new one that you didn't have. Well, I, I had some stables sitting there and everything's pumping and I just trying to like, you know, maximize my uh, my gains here. So, so. so Helium went up because of Solana, but why did Solana go up? Does it have because to do with FT? What's uh, up with that, dude? I forgot about that. Yeah, so you're right. That was the craziest headline. How is that not a topic? FTX thinking about relaunching their exchange and then someone pumped ftt to like was it two bucks okay 100 oh my god i was like was this, this is all gary gensler pumping it <laughs> gary oh. the gun in the uh actually the 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 shizdow is is actually you just buy like a dollar of every single token because they can't all go to zero. Like I got to make something on some of these. Like, yeah, I call it the Shizdex 500. I got about I got about 73 tokens now, and uh, yeah, each one he's got like 50 tokens. cents in. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a couple hundred bucks. Give me a little break. <laughs> but yeah, so to I I don't know why this wasn't a topic tonight, but uh, uh, FTX basically they're going to reopen the exchange in the, in quarter two, and they got the okay from Gary the Gun, which no. basically I think really? so. No. Yeah, I think that's the only reason they're going to be able to open up. And they're going to use customer funds to open the exchange. The exact reason why SBF's going to the jail. So I, I was I was blown away by this. And uh, I was wondering your guys' opinion on it. Yeah, my, my opinion is if, if if you were like, oh, like FTX is opening back up, like rather than sending me money, like sending them money, like I'll give you my address and you can just send it to me. Like, you know, if you really don't <laughs> care about any of that, you're like, oh, yeah, this is – it's fine. Like this isn't like the like greatest like scandal scam like and like we've seen yeah. in, uh, whoever knows how long. If you really just like well like I need to trade somewhere that's not Coinbase, then like I'll trade your stuff for you, and I won't. I'll take like a very tiny fee, and like you will know that like I won't rub you. Yeah. So, so seriously, did you did you see in the news headlines that they're for sure going to open? Because what I saw was they were thinking about opening. Yeah. So they found this the the uh, seven point nine billion dollars, and they, they basically said they found that it. Yeah, you just they, in the couch cushions. You're like, oh, that's where it went. Like, yeah, I found it. Like, hey, I, I don't know, but all, all I know is they're gonna be using customer funds. But the thing is, though, is like, say if if you are, if you have like a hundred grand in stables sitting on that exchange and you weren't able to get it out, now that stables is gonna allow you to purchase crypto. Yeah, that's true. Which also could pump on the market. Or yep. if you have Bitcoin the other way around, you have Bitcoin sitting there, and back when the exchange was dropping, it was probably like you know eighteen thousand. Now it's thirty. So you can go the other way as well. So, so I'm going to say this real quick, and, and that'll be it about this. So I saw a headline about Gensler getting drilled about not having details about SBF yeah. in that whole situation. And then this comes out. So yeah. I don't know if this is like that next move in that plan to, to reopen FTX and say, well, you know, we actually recovered the funds. There, he didn't need to go to jail or whatever, you know. Gary found the funds. I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm Mr. <laughs> conspiracy over here. I love to to talk conspiracy, but sounds like a good one to me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my thing with it is like, 
the price action of, of the crypto market, Ethereum, Bitcoin, whatever it is, is not the same as the way that it was when the FTX was open and they were like doing their shisty stuff. Like, I, 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 do I know for certain that like that's what's up? I don't, but like, there, like it, the, the the price action has not been the same like since that's like finished up. Yeah, makes sense. All right, well, it's getting to that time, so we'll um we're gonna jump into our portfolio real quick. And uh, Lemon, you weren't aware of this, but you have a hundred dollars, and you're able to put it in any coin that you want to for our uh, our portfolio. It's it's but, it's, fi- it's fake money, but it's on yeah. The track. But- yeah, we got a caveat that it's yeah. not. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I was like, I was like, his eyes got big. He's yeah. like, oh, I was like, he's like, he's like, let's gamble. Like. <laughs> I'm gonna share my screen real quick. Sponsored by then... eToro. <laughs> yeah, what I was gonna do is I was just gonna really quickly create Lemon Coin and like I'll like create a liquidity pool and you can just send me the hundred bucks and send you a hundred Lemon Coin. <laughs> All right, so this is the portfolio. We actually had a really good week this week. So um, we were really negative. We were about four or five hundred dollars negative, about twenty five percent. We have a comeback now. We're only two percent down. Only sixty five hours wow. out of the. Wow. I think we put in about twenty three hundred so far. So that's uh, looking pretty good. And you guys, with your Arbitrum picks, Arbitrum was down. Uh, I think one ten, and you guys both put your hundred bucks in there. So yeah. good job, kudos to you guys. You guys, this is this ninety six hours because of you guys. So nice. All right, so who wants to go first? All right. Oh, man. So, Shizzy, are we allowed to uh, to make withdrawals? Like, not to cash, but can we withdraw from one coin and move it to yeah. another? Yeah, for sure. Anything. All right, well, I'll I'll go first. I think I would like to um, – well, I'll open this up for debate. I'd like to um, cash out Arbitrum and move it someplace else. The fact that it's not a gas token just makes me nervous. Yeah. I mean, I was holding it for 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 the pump for any kind of pump that was coming up, but I think this is it, and I just can't yeah. see it going much further. So I'm a little little nervous about that. Yeah, I mean, what do you say, Jacoby? I'm putting my hundred in our Arbitrum because right. what's this, yeah, what's the what's the circulating supply? Because uh, it's probably still you know lower. I mean, yes, there was the airdrop, but I feel like if the circulating su- supply yeah that's that's low enough to where if we yeah. go into a bull i think it could still get close to that 10x um yeah. you know maybe a little bit higher really so you see it like at you know fifth in the 15 to 20 range i can see it between 10 and 15. wow i'm pretty confident with that if, if it if we go on full on bull like at that point okay so what do you guys want to do <laughs> oh wait so wait oh we all we all are splitting a hundred no, 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 no. We each get a hundred. So I, I'm gonna put my hundred there. He, he can move his. Would, we'll do that first. And do you still want to move it then, Niblets, or did Jacoby convince you? Or? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm still gonna move it. Okay. So I'm gonna add his first. I'll add that. And then, okay. So where do you want to? What do you want to do? Yeah, well, I'd like to exchange that for Canto. Um, and how much? The the whole the whole. Uh, so I'll I'm, I'll drop <laughs> I'll drop my hundred into Canto. Okay. So and I'll, do that real quick. I'll remove. I believe I only had a hundred in, in Arbitrum, so I'll just remove okay. my hundred from Arbitrum and put it into Canto. So two hundred then for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- the reason for it is 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 I have a strong conviction in Canto, and it just 
didn't seem to, it went up, but it didn't go up as dramatically as everything else has recently. Yeah. And I have a strong conviction that it deserves to go up as dramatically. So I think there's a bit more, I think there's more, more room, uh, more room for it to go up in the shorter term. Okay. Sounds good. And take that back out of Arbitrum. So we're gonna saw, I think oh, I shouldn't even put it then. I was dumb. Uh, 65. All right, Lemon. What do you want to put your 100 bucks into? Well, uh, any, any uh, coin on CoinGecko. Any coin on CoinGecko. Uh, yeah. Well, there's one that I was sort of like looking at. I don't actually know. I have zero idea what it does. And like, uh, what is it? Last a little bit. It's called the uh, MP uh, Maple. MAPL or MPL or something like that. Uh, yeah. Click on that. Let's see. Uh, it's four dollars and ninety-seven cents. Is that the so one? The, the tokenomics. Yeah, that looks like it is. Like, yeah, let's take a look at it. Like, there's some sort of lending platform on Solana that's about. Oh wow! Only ten million. This this is actually very interesting. It's on Solana. It is, isn't it? Yeah. What's the uh, let's let's get the price chart. Let's take a let's take a little 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 glimpse over there. Let's see. Oh, wow. Well, there's the lo- <laughs> oh, that's the uh, 24. Yeah, let's go to the 90. Okay, so looking like it was at $60. Oh, no, no, no. But recently it pumped. I want the 30 day. Yeah. 30 day? Or the 14. Let's go to the 31st. Okay, here we go. This looks pretty good. And then the 14. I'm going to make you do both. I'm going to go to seven Ooh, as well. That's pretty. Boom. And then you had a little bit of dip, and that looks like it's it could go up for another leg up there. It looks like it pumped along with Solana. Yeah, I want fifty dollars in that. Okay. I don't know what they're doing. I like my business. Like, oh, like, oh, what's going on? But uh, I actually, for for, for whatever reason, I, I like when I first saw it. Like my first thought was like, does Maple Story have a token? Like. I don't know if you guys <laughs> like it's you know, a little bit like um, that like MMO. Um, what's the other one that I want? I'll just jump ahead of you so you have some time to think. I'm gonna go, yeah, go ahead. My, whole, my whole hundred in Astar. Astar is, is my your favorite. favorite. Right <laughs> I actually bought three Astar uh, DGen NFTs. And basically, the reason I bought it because it has some utility. It's part of the DAO, and um, they they invest um, uh, into projects, and they they basically um, get into the ground floor of the project and get tokens, and they distribute those tokens to the NFT holders. And it's called Astar um, Degen. Um, what is it? Astar Degens. I, I bought three of them because you get um, guaranteed uh, twenty five Astar each each month plus an airdrop of the tokens that they, they are investing in early. And potentially, I'm just going to get them and just hold them. Yeah. And I, I, I had a whole bunch of Astar just sitting there on stake. So I was like, let me just, let me just jump in here. Potentially, it could go up as well. So that's another reason why I bought the NFT. Astar is layer zero? Astar is layer one on top of Polkadot's layer zero. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's that's right. So it's like Polygon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. I think I'm going on all these uh, these lending platforms. Um, 
I want to go uh, I mean, twenty five dollars in liquidy. L i q u i t y. I uh, was doing pretty good in this, and then I sold my position today to buy like whatever the nonsense that like we were talking about yeah, buy, and uh, it went up a little bit afterwards. And I'm bitter, so I want to make fake money when I did it. <laughs> make real money. One narrative I would say watch out for on Ethereum um, is staking as a service. Be- because uh, you know there there's going to be projects that that offer that because not everybody's going to be able to put up 32 ETH right to stake, and so yeah. what they're going to try to do basically you remember Chronodes Lemon, yes, except for they weren't actually staking even though they were staking as a service, but this will be actually staking on the Ethereum chain. Well, supposedly, so that might be a good narrative to jump into. Jump in and jump out is all I'll say. Yeah, man. Well, I think that's that's our show tonight, guys. I really appreciate. Yeah, Twenty-five hours left. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I put fifty in there. Why? No, twenty-five. You said okay, li- on, liquidity. Yeah, twenty-five in liquidity, and then uh, where's the that's other right one? There. I had the other one a second ago. Um, Down there it is. So. Other one was to find it again. Oh shit! You wanted twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five in that, and twenty-five in GRT. What is GRT? Could you explain that graph? Oh, okay. So, oh. Yeah. So this is just twenty-five bucks. That would be. I think it's 10. eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Uh, ten. Yeah, it's on there. And then it's uh. Oh, the graph, right? Isn't that that's an AI token as well, right? Um, I have to go back and, and, and look at exactly what they do. They they they. All right, fine. I'll grab it. It is. The graph is a decentralized and open source protocol for indexing, querying, blockchain data. GRT is the Ethereum token that fuels the graph's ecosystem. It's used to pay participants on the network that contribute by submitting or verifying data. So the fun part is, I feel like. I picked, I said, ERC-20 tokens are a scam. And then I picked like two of them to put money in. <laughs> to put fake money. So it's all, it's all perfect. All yeah. And you know what? It's perfect because it could go with my, like, my fake internet JPEGs. And, like, <laughs> and uh, it's all, you know. All right, guys. It was, a, it was great. Lemon, I really appreciate you coming to help us out tonight, man. Sure. Jacoby, yeah, fun, Niblets, yeah. thank you guys. I appreciate it, and uh, I think I, I think anyone who's listening tonight, if there is people listening, it says there's people listening, but who knows if they're my mom or bots or <laughs> my mom. <laughs> All right, guys, to see you guys next week. All right, All right man, appreciate it. See you guys.